get it. Good motherfucking lord. Son. <coughs> Hello, good sir. I'm telling you what. I'm just going to stick this my is, nose uh, here for a while. This whiskey is nasty good. Damn. Like, it shouldn't be that good for a, just a blended shit, man. Yeah, it's got an it's got a interesting, it's got a super interesting like finish on the sides of my tongue. I don't know what it is. But it is so good. It's got just a tiny bit of bite for it being cast strength, 57.67% ABV. 115 proof. That's legit. That's super legit. Man. Damn. That's a good bottle right there, Mr. Landman. It is. So, hello, everybody. What's, What's happening? Kyle and Ike, the conversation up in. Your ear holes. Um, it's a beautiful night here in Baraboo, Wisconsin. It's a crisp 36 degrees outside. Down to 32. Crisp 32 <laughs> degrees outside. Fat man's coming to town soon, and we're sitting inside warm and cozy, drinking some damn fine barrel bourbon. Cast strength, batch number 32. Mm-hmm. Now, this 32... Been trying to find this 32 for a long time. I know it. You have. And it's, uh, uh, there's been a lore. Like, this is the best batch that's ever come out of barrel. They're bourbon. They're straight bourbon. And, uh, oh, it's not straight bourbon. It's blended bourbon. But it's a uh, uh, fucking amazing bourbon. It's very good. And so barrel, um, the private reserve. Is a private reserve or private release? Uh, one of the two. I think it's release. Okay, so the private release, um... Has always been my favorite bourbon ever. Mm. Just, just which they have a different one now out, different batch. Yeah, so I think the private release that you and I both had and now currently have that first batch. Yep, from Total Wine. Yep, it was like a three X I something or what or another. Okay, it is now different at Total Wine. There's a different code on it. Really? So I'm wondering if it's a different release. Well, it's got to be different somehow. I mean, it's got yeah. maybe just from a different time frame or whatever. Yeah, but this batch 33, I mean, 31 has been on our shelves forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, um, so the thing with 32 is they just released 33. And so I don't know if our market just gets it so far behind or if they, they're holding off until the 31s are gone, until they stock it. I don't know. Could be. I mean, they could be holding on to the 32s. Um, I mean, if you think about it, with the 33, let's say 33 comes out. It's already got a lot of hype, yep. right? And uh, um, all the, uh, the sellers, they, they get to try it. They absolutely love it. It's the best fucking bourbon that Barrel makes or whatever. And they're like, well, if it's just going to get more and more hard to find, why not stash a couple cases of it sure. in the back? So when the price jacks up and they're 10, 15 bucks a bottle, They've got it on hand. You know, they're the only place that's got it. They'll put two bottles out every, every maybe couple weeks. Right. And they can put it in their rare and hard to find case, even though they got a bunch of it in the back. You know, it's possible. Yeah. But Barrel also, but the thing is Barrel makes those hard rare finds, those silver labels, that gold label stuff mm-hmm. that's in those glass cases for 
three, four, oh, five hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know what differentiates them. They're right. probably very much I mean, every barrel thing I've had has just been spectacular. Right. Like would buy again. Absolutely. And uh, I think we were, we were talking, I told you, it's like, this is my new favorite bourbon, hands down. Oh, yeah. Not inexpensive, but it's not outrageous. No, you're, I mean, they have the outrageous options. Yeah, right. But, but the, this, but this bottle is, isn't you know, outrageous. So well, 80, 85 bucks. No, this was 100. No. Yeah. I thought the private release was 100. The 32, because it was the 32. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it said um, rare. It was it had the rare and hard to find label, mm. so it was a hundred. Well, shit, <laughs> <laughs> shoot your fucking theory full of holes. No, I mean, so like, uh, we're at a point where we say it's not outrageous, pretty outrageously priced. But to be fair, like, generally, I'm rarely gonna spend a hundred dollars on a bottle of bourbon, right? You know, like my go-to bottles are more like 40 to 50. Yeah. You know, so I mean, a hundred is double yep. what I would normally spend on a bottle unless I had an opportunity to get a bottle like this. Um, so I would say, I mean, it's not on the inexpensive side. No. You know, um, now, I mean, compared to some scotches I've bought before, right. it's definitely less expensive. It can certainly go up higher. Yeah. You know, there's definitely bottles out there that I think are, inferior products for a lot more money yeah it's you know um it's it for me it's hard to say those ones that are for a lot more money because it's such a hard sell for me to pull the trigger on something like that you know um it's why i think most people in like the the regular bourbon game they're into that like 30 to 60 range, yep. you know, that's your standard and you can have some go-tos and people, I think, find a lane, you know, and they kind of stick to it. Yeah. You know, and uh, with, when you open it up to, to the hundred dollar bottle range, you know, you're just, it's a game changer. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff on the market, but it's a lot more pricey for sure. Right. So, you know, if, if, uh, um. Like if you go to, if you go and have bourbon with somebody who's their standard bottle is thirty five forty bucks, you know, and like it's good, you know. Let's say even like their their go to is Buffalo Trace, mm-hmm. you know, and then every once in a while they'll pick up a Bib and Tucker or Eagle Rare if they can find one or something like that. That's yeah, that's exactly how I started. Bottle. Yeah, bottle of Woodford, thirty bucks, thirty five bucks. Yep, and that was we, a straight Woodford Reserve. That right? was just a regular. It wasn't Woodford. even the double oaked. Yeah, and that, but it was also the, my learning whiskey. How I. Mm-hmm. But then the next bottle was uh, that Bib and Tucker. No, I take that back. It was a double, double oaked. oaked. Yeah, it was a double which oaked. is a fifty dollar bottle. That's a great bottle. It's a great bottle. And then the next bottle was a Bib and Tucker, which was a fifty dollar bottle. Yeah, yeah. That double oaked is a uh, that's a nice bottle. It yeah. really is. I mean, for for fifty bucks, it's not as good as this. But I mean, when you think about the nuance. Between the double oaked, as far as its quality of, and drinkability, moving up to this bottle right here, you got. I think you have to drink a fair amount of bourbon to really be able to differentiate the quality. Probably, you know, it's like. Well, no, I don't think so. Actually, um, other than the but, burn, but like 
okay, I'm not a scotch guy. We've established that very clearly. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you give me a high-end scotch, you can tell, even without enjoying it, that this was done in a very beautiful and, art, you know, it, it's good. I, I understand that. So if I gave you, if you're going to talk about scotch, if I gave you a Glendronic 12 and then a Glendronic 18, so a Glendronic 12 you can buy for 58 bucks. Mm-hmm. A Glendronic 18 is 189 Okay, so you're four times. Yeah, close enough. The price. And they're both fantastic bottles of scotch. Right. You know, the biggest difference is you can just taste the age. Sure. You know, the 12 is going to have a little more burn. It's going to taste a little younger, a little less developed on, on, the, on the taste. But if you took somebody who maybe is, scotch is tough. So, yeah. like, you take someone who, who maybe will like scotch, right? It's, it's drinkable. You should pour yourself some more. I was just going to read the back. You should support yourself some more while you're at it. Um, and you give them that, that 12-year Glendronic, and they'll sip it, and it's like, okay, that's good. You know, and you'll give them the 18-year, and it's like, oh, okay, that's definitely better. But <clears throat> if you are a seasoned scotch drinker, you, I, I feel like, or bourbon, I feel like you're going to taste and notice more of the subtle notes and the subtle differences because you, for me, I just, I drink it so much more differently. You know, like that. You're looking at the color. Yeah. You're looking at the legs. I mean, everything, everything that uh, uh, I do, the more scotch and bourbon I drink and the more different bottles I've bought and tried, the more, um, the more I can differentiate right. and why right. bottles are better. You're right. And maybe I'm just far enough on my journey where I can taste the difference. Mm. Dude, you're on, you're, on, you're on the fast track. <laughs> You're like, you're like when you, when those people go to fucking theme parks and they buy the, the, the fast, pass, the fast, yeah, fast, fast lane, yeah. Yeah. You bought the fast pass on the bourbon but journey. But it's good, man. And I was telling you, I watched a little uh, interview just about the mission of this company and, and kind of how they do things. And it's, it just makes you, and maybe it was just well, maybe kudos to the interviewer. It was just well made. Sure. But it made you fall in love with the brand. Yeah. And, and just the guy behind it, just a guy. Well, that's the thing, right, is, is like, I think anybody who can convey their passion really well, and you got someone who can turn that into good cinematography yeah. and tell the story well and ask the right questions and then edit it well, is like, you're, you've got you've to yeah. win. You know? But I mean, these guys, these guys find just quality barrels. They follow them from distillation to maturation. Once it hits a point, they'll fucking put them in vats so they don't age anymore. And they stay exactly how they want it. What do you mean vats? What do you, what do you mean? Like a stainless steel. So they empty the barrel into the vat? If it, if it reaches their optimal like levels, what they want out of yeah. that barrel. So then it stays exactly how it is. And then they know like how these, they're like, they're like bakers, man. They just know exactly how the ingredient is going to turn out and how it blends with these other ones. So how, when they put it in the vat, um, is it a sealed vat? Like I'm a, sure. I just, I just wonder, like, when you, when you put it in the stainless steel vat. So, I mean. And this was, so this was not cinematography as in, like, they didn't show the warehouse. This was an interview. Oh, okay. It was a podcast interview. Oh, okay. 
So they but the questions were so good, and the guy was, and maybe he just spoke so well about the program. Maybe I'm misunderstanding what he was trying to portray, but mm-hmm. it's like they basically time stop these bourbons once they hit the level they want them to, the perfect area. Yeah, and so they just they have this art down to, and I I can't say they don't have it down because again everything they put out, I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had private release, we've had batches, we've had their dovetail. I think you had their seagrass. Yeah, I did have their seagrass. Yeah, everything was good. Every single thing. I, what was the one we had that was, uh, oh, that's that, it was a cognac cask. That's that J. Henry. That's okay. I didn't have any J. Henry. You didn't have the J. Henry? Oh, that's a nice bottle. That's like 80, 89. That's a Wisconsin like. distillery. It is. It's just down the road. Um, I got a friend it's of mine. Dane, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a friend of mine. Um, who uh, just goes bananas over J. Henry. Every chance he gets, he drinks, he gets a bottle of J. Henry. And, uh, um, and it's got a good name. And I think the, this, the standard bottle of J. Henry is like 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, and I feel, I feel like it's a micro distillery or, or a boutique distillery, whatever they call them now. It's like, it's one of those. And so it's, uh, um, the bottles are going to be more expensive anyway. Yeah, he's you, you just know? got less product. He's moved, like, Smaller batches. Right. And so, like, it's a five-year. So, I mean, it's, it's not bad. Five years isn't I think that's bad. what Driftless Gun is, too, is five Yeah. Years. So, um, but then, and, and I'm not a big fan of the standard J. Henry, um, but this, this special J. Henry bottle came out in the case, and I was intrigued. It was a cognac cask, and I was just like, huh, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. So, I, I got it, and this, it's good. It's not this good. It's nowhere near this. It's just... You know, I think also my palate has gone more to this um, smooth, kind of caramely, um, not overly sweet, but just really well-rounded bourbon. And yeah, but see, you like you're you're a Buffalo Trace fan, though. I like Buffalo Trace. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that's smooth, caramely. That's all berry and fruity. Yeah, but I know what I'm drinking when I drink Buffalo yeah. Trace. Like, I guess if I'm, if I'm drinking, like, I, I don't sit around and drink Buffalo Trace on the rocks. I don't. Like, I just don't, I don't have a bottle that I sip on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, generally, if I'm going to sip on a bourbon, it's going to be like this or the Rabbit Hole Sherry Cast yeah. or um, that Westland Sherry Cast. See, but... That means your your regular <laughs> bottles are these ones, right? I know. I was just, I was just, <laughs> I was just developing that thought in the back of my mind, going, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I was just, I was. But just, you, you have those, bo- you have the other bottles that are. You're always going to have a bottle of it, right? Oh yeah, you're yeah. going to always probably have a bottle of Buffalo Trace as long as you can find it, as long as it's thirty bucks or less. Well, here's the thing, though. Having a bottle of Buffalo Trace is one of the best go-to bottles you can have on your shelf. For, for com- sure. For, you got company over. Absolutely. Pop out the Buffalo Trace. Nobody's yep. going to complain about Buffalo Trace. And it's at, it's at a dollar level that you're not going to bat an eye if someone throws it in with right. something yeah. else. You, you wanna, if you throw it as a mixer. You want to put Diet Pepsi in it? Go for it. Fine. Whatever. Fine, fuckhead. You put Diet Pepsi in this. <laughs> I'd punch you in the throat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you would fucking go down like a t- sack of shit. Well, I was just talking to you like, okay, I should get a Thanksgiving bottle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, depending on when this comes out, my <laughs> wife will have known this or not known this yet. Right. But I can't take a bottle like this to a Thanksgiving. No. And then not 
be okay if someone mixes it because no one that I go to on Thanksgiving is going to drink on the rocks or neat a bourbon like you and I sit right. down and drink it. You know what's funny though? Every time I bring a bottle up to Stevens Point, everybody drinks it neat with me. That's awesome, man. Everybody does. Like that's because you're inspirational and they want to be you. <laughs> I don't know that that's the that's a factual statement. What I what I do know is, I think certainly the fact that I'm going to drink it neat or where with a cube, it does lend a um a bit of a. a I don't know if I want to use the word pressure, but for them to be like, oh, well, that's how you drink it. So that's how I'm going to drink it. Right. You know, um, but there's never been any, any sort of uh, misunderstanding that if someone wanted to put something in it, sure, they couldn't, sure. you know, especially with them. Because honestly, it's like, I really didn't expect them to, to want to drink it straight, but they do. And it's like the last bottle I brought up there, like I'd say seven out of 10 of them that had it, there's a lot of them were like, this is really good. And it's well, like, in fairness, that chicken cock was really good. That's a fucking good ball. I know. I almost fucking picked up. So there's, I don't know. This is the problem. I try all these whiskeys both here and at bars now or restaurants mm-hmm. if I have the opportunity. Or if I see it on the shelf, I'll pick one up. And so my collection's growing and, and, then, and my experience with trying these is going, I'm like, oh, that's good. I should probably just have a bottle right. on hand in case I want to drink it. Yeah, same. And so now it's like, okay, well, I need to have a bottle of double oaked. Okay, shit. Well, now I need to have a bottle of barrel. Okay, well, I probably need three bottles of barrel. The private release, the batch 33 or 32, and the vantage is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, that's where the, that's where. And you, then I got my little, my little allocated shit that I keep finding and I want to keep buying. Well, see, that's, I think that's where you see these, these guys. And I think that you and I are both becoming one of those guys. It has this massive bar full of, with full, a bunch of full bottles. And I told myself, too, I think, look back to, it might have been our whiskey night, too. Okay. And I said, I could probably be, I could see myself being the guy with five bottles. Right. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Go, I just need five go-tos. Yep. Five go-tos. Five solid bottles. That's all you need. A you daily, need, a weekender, yeah, the, yeah. the special occasion. One that you can mix. And here I am. Yep. I've got more than five. Dude, you're you're like 15 bottles deep, aren't you? More? 20? I don't think I have 20. I, I was bringing them. I put shelves up in my basement. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, I was bringing the bottles down because they were above the fridge, and that, the cabinet above the fridge was full. Deep. And they're deep. That's not a, that's not a shallow cabinet. No, it's not. And uh, Sam looks at me, and I go up, and I bring back more. She looks at me, I go up, and bring back more. And I think on the fourth trip, she goes, Please tell me. <laughs> this is the last trip. And you're like, mm, I'm sorry, like, honey. Uh, maybe. It can be if you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and then she goes, what's still upstairs? I'm like, I think there's just a bottle of the old fashioned and the bottle of the rare. Uh-huh. Like, I think, oh, and then there's like a Jamaican estate rum that I've had for years and years and years and years when my mom went to Jamaica. Yeah. Okay. There's not like more bourbon. <laughs> The bourbon is, is no longer up there. Yeah, you know, that's the other thing, too, is that I do like the idea of having, like, a bottle of gin and a bottle of vodka just in the house. It might be 20. It might be 20. I kind of thought maybe you are pushing 20. I was doing the math in my head going, I don't fucking know. But, uh, you know, when you, have, when you have company over, 
not everybody wants to drink bourbon. Not right, everybody wants to drink right. scotch. Not everybody wants to drink beer. It's like, you might have someone that's like, you got any vodka? It's like, yeah, I got some vodka. It's like, okay. And it's not like good vodka. Yeah. But it's vodka. I mean, vodka is vodka, if you ask me. Um, but then it's like, same with gin. It's like one bottle of vodka, one bottle of gin. I don't have any rum. I don't think I'll ever really have Just rum the in the captain? No, I just don't. I don't have it. I mean, okay, so let's back that up a little bit. I have a bottle of, I think I do have a bottle of Captain. I was going to say, that feels like just the go-to to have. It's one of those plastic ones. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, uh, um, I was making Tom and Jerry's two Christmases ago, and I bought a bottle of Corbell and a bottle of Captain right. for making Tom and Jerry's, and, uh, and it just, we got through the neck, and that's it. Well, the Corbell, I ended up, Shh, don't tell anybody. I poured it down the sink. Nice. And, uh, and then, but th- I had to because I filled it with old fashioned. Oh, oh, that's that. <laughs> no, yeah, had to do that. <laughs> I had to do that. I needed some place to put it. This time when I did my, my current barrel, I kept all the bottles. Oh, that's smart. Just in case I, because, I, yeah, because they should fit back in there. I, well, I, I know for a fact that the, um, when I buy a box of those little bottles, there's, um, there's not enough of them to do the whole barrel. I always have extra. Like, I have a whole 750 extra every time now. What you got over there? Oh, I was looking up. I was thinking, so we don't really have, we don't entertain first off. But if we did, I was like, oh, yeah, we probably need some, like, alcohol. Captain's an obvious one for our household. Um, and I was thinking Southern Comfort. But I'm like, what? Southern Comfort whiskey? And it is. Yeah. It's Canadian, isn't it? No, Southern Comfort is Southern, yeah. But it's like, it? It, oh, no, I gotta read it's cheap-ass whiskey. It's cheap, but it was like flavored, I think. It's uh, sweetened or something like that. SoCo. Yeah. I used to drink a lot of Southern Comfort Old Fashions. Did you? Yeah. My, my first introduction to Southern Comfort, um, I was in college. And uh, so I never drank any kind of hard alcohol other than um, Bacardi 151. Like that was it. And I mixed it. So I would just get smashed, Yeah, you know? Um, but I was, uh, uh, there's this, there's this event called hot August nights in Lewiston, Idaho. And I was going to school there. And basically the entire downtown is taken over by people. It's kind of like, um, I want, it's like a small version of automotion, basically. Okay. A lot of classic cars, a lot of people with hot rods, motorcycles and stuff, and they all cruise. Everybody just cruises this loop in the downtown. And it's wall-to-wall people, and all the bars are full, and everybody's on the street, and they're drinking and having a good time. People got lawn chairs set up, music's playing, all that. Live bands on the corners. And uh, <clears throat> this guy I went to high school with, his name is Mitch. Um, we were, like, fucking tight. We were, like, brothers. We were best friends in high school. I mean all the way from grade school all the way into high school. And then uh, he developed like this edge. And uh, I, I never really understood it, like where the edge came from um, until later on. But uh, it was like he was into just pushing his limits on everything. Okay. You know, and so it was like... Uh, and I just, I just couldn't relate anymore. So we kind of lost track of each other, unfortunately. Um, and so fast forward, I was uh, in college and we were walking around hot August nights and I fucking see him and he's just totally fucking smashed. 
And I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, oh my God. Ah. And he hands me this brown bag. I'm like, what's this? He's like, SoCo, motherfucker, drink up, bitch. And so I'm like, okay. So I took a big pull off it and I almost threw up. And I was just like, what in the fuck is that? And he's just like, it's the best, man. And it's just like, no, it's really not. You know, um, this is the best. I can't get my nose off of this thing, man. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. I think we're just going to spend this entire podcast making out with this whiskey. Pretty much. Um, so I sent you a picture. So I was in Stevens Point. Uh, not, not recently when I was in Stevens Point. Yeah. I sent you it. Which one was it? Uh, it was my samples. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, was, I was connecting with, uh, uh, I don't know what you would want to call him, a peer. Um, he's a friend, honestly, but same position, different city. He lives down in Milwaukee, and he's big into bourbon. And we've been chatting back and forth, and we share bottle finds and we get stuff up here that he just can't find but he gets stuff down there that i can't find but our prices i think are way better and uh he's got this big collection and and we hadn't seen each other in person for quite a while at least other than just he was driving through town and i stopped by to say hey and so conferences are kind of where this stuff happens and so like oh are you going to steven's point i'm like yep i'm going bro i'm like and i got sample bottles i'm like I'm going to show you my collection. You tell me what, what you want me to sample because I need you to show me your collection and I want to sample some of your shit because he has this great collection. He goes, oh, perfect. So this was two weeks out or something like that. And like, do you want me to Amazon Prime you to your house some sample bottles? I'm like, I'm willing to do that. And he goes, nope, I got it. I live right next to an Amazon Prime center. He goes, dude, one day and it's in my doorstep. Nice. This is beautiful. I'm like, all right, cool. So we start sharing some pictures of our collections and uh i'm up in toma at their annual dinner for the club and he calls me he goes hey this is i don't know thursday before the like monday the, the monday of the conference he goes hey man what's up i'm just found this bottle and blah 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 i'm like oh sweet and we talked on the phone for probably an hour and a half i'm like hey did you get your sample bottles he goes oh fuck no i gotta order those i'll do it right now while we're on the phone so i don't forget like, you can get them in time, right? I'm like, if you don't have time right now, I'm like, we're done setting up. I've got some dead time. I'll prime them to you right now. He goes, nope, I got it. Again, I live right next to the Amazon Prime Center. One day, baby. I'm like, all right, all right. So we, we kind of chat back and forth. He talks about the bottles. I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd love, if you're willing. I'm like, I don't want to overstep because he only wanted three of my bottles that he didn't have or yeah. try. And he had, you know, eight right some random fucking number of things i'm like oh i want to try that 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 if i can here's my priority list and uh he goes nope i'll get him to you I'm like all right cool so we get off the phone now and talk to him the rest of the weekend monday we get up to steven's point <clears throat> it's like 8 30 in the morning I'm like oh man i'm so pumped for tonight and he's laughing he goes yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh god i'm like did you forget and oh and i had him buy me a bottle of Something that we couldn't find, Blue Run. Yeah, the Blue Run. Which I found at Woodman's when we went. There's a bottle sitting there. Mm-hmm. But it's the different. It's their reflection. Anyways. He goes, no, I got your bottle. I'm like, did you forget my samples? He goes, no, I got your samples. You're just going to laugh at the packaging. I'm like, oh, God. So we go through the day of the conference, and we, we get down to the bar. And he goes, well, do you want to go like get our samples and drink up? Like in the hotel room, or do we want to drink down here? I'm like, oh, we can drink down here, have a drink first, and maybe snag the glasses, and then take them up. It was a good idea. And uh, so we looked, and they had Blanton's on the bar. Nice. So I finally tried Blanton's. 
was very honey forward. Okay. It was good. I don't think it was like. What I, was that? What was a pour of Blanton's going for? 15 bucks per single. That's not. It's not terrible. It wasn't terrible. It, uh, it, it wasn't. You're right. For, for a bottle that's got such a hype behind it, it's not terrible. Yeah. And he, he's like, oh, this is different. He goes, honestly, this doesn't taste like my other Blanton's that I've had. Like, well, they're single barrels, so you're going to get some variance. But it was very honey forward. It was good, though. It wasn't, but I think I texted you with it, too, or sent you a yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah, you like, sent me. He's like, it's you know, okay. It's, it's good. If, yeah. I, if I had the opportunity to buy one at MSRP or, you know, slightly above, I would. Mm-hmm. So that puts it in the $65, $75 range. Yeah, but where but, are you going to find that? Well, I'm not, but I'm also, but I'm also verified that, okay, I'm not going to run around the country looking for it, and I'm certainly not going to pay $100 for it. Right. I would much rather have a bottle of barrel bourbon. Oh, yeah. Than, than Blanton's. That, that was, I've never had Blanton's, and if I saw the barrel next to the Blanton's, I'd pick the barrel. See, I wouldn't have until I tried it, because okay. everyone hypes it. And well, I, 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 there's, yeah. a, there's a sense of FOMO, fear of missing out, yeah. and I know I can get barrel pretty regularly, at least around here right now. Um, and Blanton's, I couldn't. So I, I would probably lean towards the Blanton's. But now, if it's, if it's marked up in price, I probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so it was, but it was a good experience. So we get up to the room and he's laughing. I'm like, what? And I pull out my beautiful, oh man, I had them so nice. I had, (laughs) of course you did. I had the samples, they had tape on it and I had written down what they were, what the proof was, what the age was. Damn. All the the mash bill on there too. Uh, No. Um, but I took pictures of the back and the front of the bottles so he could see it. If he, yeah. You know, took them home. He goes, Oh shit. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, you're going to laugh at this. <laughs> he pulls out fucking breast milk bags, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what? When you fucking sent me that, I was dying. I'm like, are like, you fucking serious? I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he goes, okay, so I tried to order the samples when we were on the phone, and they're supposed to arrive on Friday, and I got a message saying something happened to my package, and they're going to resend them. So then they're supposed to show up Saturday, and, I got a, and they didn't show up. So then I had to reorder them. Then they're supposed to come Sunday, and I got a message saying something happened to your package. They're not coming. So then he, he drove around West Bend, which is where he is, yeah. to grocery stores and all these things, trying to yeah, find containers, gonna... yeah. anything, even mason jars that are like four ounces. The like I brought ones. the other ones yeah. in. He couldn't find anything. He goes, this oh is God. all I had. Like, Jesus breast Christ. milk bags. And all he put on them, and he brought like six or seven, which was great, but he, he wrote the brand name of it on there. That's it? That's it. No year, no. No. And, Oh my and he God. goes, I feel really bad. These are like really nice. And, and all I gave you was the name. Like, all right, it's cool, dude. This, can, you, can you text me pictures of the bottles they came from? Yeah, <laughs> I still have the pictures. Oh, but, so you've got that at least. Yeah, but it was hilarious. That's fucking funny. But no, he brought like a Stellum, which is actually a barrel bourbon product. Stellum? Stellum. I, that's, that's, it's tickling the back of my brain. I don't it's know got, why. It's like, got a blue label. I think they have a black label one too. So that was pretty good. I think we saw that. Did we? We see did. That? We saw it at Woodman's. Yeah, we yes. saw it. And at I Woodman's. told you, I'm like, oh, I'm interested in that bottle. That's that's why I, that's why it's stuck in the back of my head. Yeah. yeah. So he, I had a Stellum. It was pretty good. Uh, he brought some like three or four different smoke wagons. They have different. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen have, the bottles. They have you know uncut, unfiltered. They have an older one. They have a younger one. Mm-hmm. They have different ones. Those are pretty good. Uh, he brought something else that I drink. So did it give you like two ounces of each? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so much. And that's what my sample bottles were, two or two ounces. Okay. Both a breast milk bag. I can't like drink one ounce 
You right. know what I mean? Yeah, you got to pour it out. You got to pour it out. So he was able to drink one ounce samples of mine and then take the rest home with the right. nice sample bottles. Yeah. And I was nice. just drinking it. So, so how many did you bring home? I, I think I drank two or three up there. Uh-huh. And then I brought home four. So he brought home these breast four milk breast bags. And, you, and, <laughs> and I was luggage. telling Sam, and, uh, and um, I brought one up the other night, and she goes, and I like pulled it apart, and I was emptying it. She goes, she's laughing. She goes, do you have any more of these down there? I'm like, yeah. She goes, okay, you see this tab right here? She goes, rip there, and it pours out like a spout. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. How did you know that, Makes Sam? sense. She's like, at least they're sterile, you know. Oh, right, yeah, clean, right? yeah. That's the, that's the whole thing. How did he fill them? I fuck if I know. Maybe maybe they aren't as sterile after like he opened <laughs> them up and filled them. <laughs> maybe I mean the alcohol is gonna burn through most of the shit that's gonna be in there. But. Yeah, it's all good. They all have funk. They're all pre-used. <laughs> just kidding. Just some but it was little, hilarious. So some little to, yeah. dried up breast milk floaties yeah, in your. I literally had breast milk bourbon. That was my thing. Mm. So I, I bought some, um, some sieves so I can, so I can sieve this, uh, this next barrel when I, when I, oh yeah. When I bottle it like different mesh sizes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think they're all the same, uh, uh, density of mesh. Okay. Just different size. It came in a three pack. Sure. I mean, so, um, but it's like the last time I, I sieved it through cheesecloth and, and, and it, what sucked you well, just lose so much of it, right? So it much of it in. gets soaked up into the cloth. And I was like, motherfucker. And I didn't want to, like, squeeze it out because mm. the cloth had all the, all the little floaties and shit in it. I didn't want to, like, fuck that up. So I, my guess was I probably lost six to eight ounces yeah. of, of old-fashioned when I, when I sieved it. Yeah. So I bought these, these stainless ones. So um, when this Are they, time, like, layered? They're not layered. It's a. It's, it's a, a single. It, well, it's a. It's a. I think it's a double. Okay. But it, but they're right next to each other. Like they're they're yeah, sandwiched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But there's. I think it's just a, a double. I tried to run. Was it one of the the rare bottles? I tried to run through my strainer, but it wasn't a. It was it was just a single layer strainer that I usually rinse rice out in. Yeah. And it didn't catch a thing. Just no. Went right through it. Everything it was, went right through it. Yeah, it was too wide, or too big of. Porous, I guess, would be the word. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to. Um, maybe I'll end up having to do it. The only other thing I was thinking of is like, like a coffee filter. Yeah, same difference. It soaks it up. Right, but I mean, if it's if I get the kind that's in the shape of a cone, mm-hmm. and then pour really slowly. No, it. Uh, I tried that as well with a rare. Oh, you when did. My strainer went through. Um, I have a cone because I use a V60 on my pour-overs. And I actually put it in the pour-over thing so it all coned down. And it ends up just like, it strains it, but it almost gums it up to where it doesn't like go through anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, so I I literally had a coffee filter full of the rare that wouldn't go through anymore. Fuck. Yeah, it like clogged it. So it's almost too thick. You know what I mean? So you, you actually strained the rare after we bottled it. I, on one bottle, did I you, only did, did you, it. On did one. you see the floaties in there? Yeah. Or what? That's, yep. what, that's what it was. There's a lot of floaties in it, and so I think, oh, I'll try and strain it. And I had that that stainless steel rice strainer, but again, it was a single layer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, let's see if it catches it, and it didn't. And I'm like, okay, 
well, I already have it in now a fucking measuring cup. Right. Like I can try and measure cup it into through the coffee strainers. What I thought next. Sure. And the coffee strainer, same thing. It soaked it up mm-hmm. and it just took forever to, to strain. And then it just sat there. And so eventually I just ended up pouring it out with the floaties in it. Cause I was, I didn't want any more of it to soak up into the coffee filter. Right. But I lost <sighs> probably a third of the bottle. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So I wonder like if, if I, I've got a, a strainer that's probably two and a half, three inches across, not very big. Yeah. And if I had a piece of cheesecloth and cut it the exact same size, so then it would really limit the amount it could absorb because it's that there's only so right. much cloth. Right. And I, and I double strained. If my strainer doesn't take the floaties out. I would check with the metal strainer first. Oh, sure. When you look at what they do at a major distillery, it's a, it's a mesh strainer. It's a metal strainer. Right. But I just think it's like three or four layers deep. If I had to, I suppose I could just stack them too because I've got three of them. Right. True. And if I stacked them, maybe it would take the impurities out. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Things to think about. Things to think about is right, my friend. So, uh, Mr. Crosby. Yes, sir. Um, first off. <laughs> first off, I got to tell you a bad joke. Okay. Um, I heard this on the interwebs the other day, and I laughed. Um, why is there not a pregnant version? Of a Barbie doll. Why? Because Ken came in a different box. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. Isn't it? Were you walking off dad jokes? No, this wasn't even a dad joke. I guess that's not really appropriate for dad jokes. No, it's not not really a dad joke. No, but it was... uh, um, Funny. All right. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So... I heard that one. I heard another one that's, that's super <laughs> fucking rude. It's so fucking rude that I, I don't even want, really want to tell it on here. I've told a couple of people and are like, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> it's one of those. Um, it's it, like, it's funny, but it's funny in one of those ways. It's like really harsh. So mm. we'll just leave it alone. Okay. Um, second of all, uh, I am locked in on a date. For Brandon Green to sit down with our club oh, kids. Nice. So he's a mentor for the first or second Monday in December. All right. Um, second Monday in December, I think. And then I'm meeting him the week before that for an interview to sit down and go over details of how we're going to lay out our like session. And then he can be a guest. Right. So I'm, he's going to get his schedule from the fire department tonight. Because he, he does fitness over at the fire department on yep, Monday nights. Yep. Um, they do some training. He said that he can probably bow out a little early one of these nights, like get him going, and then bail and just come across the street here. Um, so he's, he's... We are across from a fire station, if you didn't know. Yeah, we are. And then he's thinking maybe December. Nice. So... Um, I just happen to have some free time in oh, December. Really? No shit. AKA Monday nights at eight. <laughs> we got to start working on this guest list. Yeah. You know, we, we made a list. Um, mm-hmm. 
our camera's shutting off. Connect to something. Um, hang on, hang on. Let's uh, let's check out the fucking quick cam. Searching for your GoPro. We can't find your GoPro. Son it it of a shut bitch. off. Yeah. Why? Some camera issues. Um. Well, we had camera issues last time we recorded, and then we had editing issues last time we recorded. Hence, why we haven't recorded or released an episode in quite you think a while. The battery's dead. Is that Already? what it said? It doesn't say on here. Was she know. charged? It was 100%. I even switched out for a brand new battery, oh. so it was 100%. I don't know. Son of a bitch. I mean, that's only, we're only 45 minutes in. Plus five minutes before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not that deep into it. So, uh. Need an AC adapter. Yeah, but that's bullshit, though. I mean, like, people take GoPros fucking yeah, that, it, ca- kayaking and canoeing and dead. shit. It shouldn't be dead. It shouldn't be dead. So, um, unless it wasn't fully charged, but you said it was, it was a hundred percent charged. 100%. But I was going to say is we made this guest list and then we've recorded by ourselves for the last four episodes. I know. I know. Minus the episode that disappeared. Three episodes, three, three point zero, 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 one episodes. Shut up. You know, shit happens. It does. And I'm glad it happened with us and not. Not a guest. Not a, not a guest episode and not another ep- podcast that I, I work on. Mm. There are three new things from what used to be that yeah. I all have to figure out how to do. Step one, we're recording different. We're recording individual channels, yep. which means your microphone is different than mine, and if we had a guest, it would be different, and if we had a phone, and everything is different. And the sound panel is all on a separate channel. So I have to import all these channels, and it imports in one file as 16 channels and then i delete the ones we don't use and have to keep them synced but then i have to when i edit make sure that they all stay synced and i'm trying to do all of that on a new operating system with new software (laughs) you know the more you talk about this the more it sounds like what you used to do was way fucking easier. easier It was. Now, the question is, is the, is the sacrifice of the new software and new computer going to up the level of I think so. quality? I think so. Okay. So, because like, I, I can just remove, if something happens on your end, I can just remove why, that. Why, why you got to pick my end? Okay. If something happens on my end. That's better. I can just remove that sound completely and it's not built into the, the mix that we were editing on. Right. And with the other podcast I work on, one of their hosts, and if she's listening, she knows this, breathes really loud into her mic all the fucking time. <laughs> I think we know who we're talking about. And she's really nasally. Yeah. And I can't sit here and fade it in and out the right. whole time waiting for her to talk. And so it's easier to record separately, just mute her mic until she's actually talking. Fair. And, and so there's just a lot of changes. Yeah. <clears throat> So, okay, so let's, let's... But I think once the learning curve is there, I think it's going to be quicker. And I think it's going to be higher quality. So it all works out. Yeah. Well, that's the, one of the great questions in life, man. Is, What's does, a great question? Does, does the end justify the means? Yes. You know, it's like, how many things do we do in our lives to, to shake things up? <sighs> I buy that, so many whiskeys lately just to shake it up. <laughs> and then they're all worth it. <laughs> No, they're not. I remember you just told me a bottle you bought recently wasn't worth it. But I'm not gonna, not gonna bring. What it bottle up. was not worth it? You told me that you wouldn't buy it again, and it was okay. What was it? 
Oh, that castle and key. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I'm hoping that opened up. I'm hoping that was a neck pore issue. Yeah. It was weeded. Yeah, it was on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I remember you talking. I didn't remember it was castle and key. I just remember you told me about there was a bottle you bought. It was like, ah. Yeah, it was a weeded bourbon from castle and key. Beautiful bottle. And again, it, 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 the issue is I keep finding these beautiful bottles. And that's the curse of a beautiful bottle is that nothing ever performs to the standard of the bottle. So you were, you, you bought it because of the bottle or no, because you had researched it, it and the bottle happened to be beautiful? The, the bottle happened to be beautiful. Because so, you know, like it's not all about beauty. I know. Castle and Key is operating out of the old E.H. Taylor distillery. Right. They bought it. They redid it. They're, they're working out of there. And unfortunately, their first couple of releases, it's been two years, have not been to the quality level that people have wanted. Of the E.H. Taylor. Not of E.H. Taylor, but of Castle and Key bourbon. So Castle and Key bourbon, where were they before E.H. Taylor? They weren't a thing. Okay, they so that's what I'm saying. They the, bought the, the old distillery. They redid it. They put it into production. They, they made this whiskey, and now it's coming out. So why was there such expectations for this whiskey if they'd never made whiskey before? Because it, the history Be- of the of the, the distillery. facility there. Okay, that's right. what I'm saying. They expected the E.H. Taylor uh mystique and brand and yep. all of that to yep. like lend I, something to the whiskey it's i like, think they had a really like well-known dis- master distiller when they started doing this stuff but she left i think a year after distilling and didn't see the product all the way through oh okay um but anyways their first release everyone was like oh that's really disappointing it tastes young their second release i think was the same thing like it's all right but it's not great beautiful bottle not yeah. great bourbon, probably not worth the price. But this was weeded. I'm like, oh, okay, it's not the regular bourbon. I hadn't read or seen any reviews on the weeded stuff. Um, weeded is getting more popular, and I don't know if that's because of the Weller, probably, or, or what that For is, sure. you know. But it's um, even uh, Driftless Glen came out with the weeded, yeah, and it's like, eh, it's fine, yeah. you know. And and I and I tried it, and again, I only tried the neck, and it was very wheat forward. How, how, what's the age statement on that? Four or five. So, so the, the trends, you know, like. It's some, all those four or five year olds. Some, somewhere along the lines, someone comes out and it's like, hey, weeded bourbons are going to be a thing. Like those. Yeah. Those, what happened four or five years ago? Right. Exactly. So was Did it, makers start doing their wood finish stuff then? Uh, I can't imagine it was makers. It's Weller or makers. I think it's Weller. It's got to be Weller. Um, makers just. I don't think makers is a trendsetter. Makers is just like a, like a standard, you know. So they have um, makers is a standard. They do have a limited release. It's like FA O two or O three. That that's that one I've got. Nope, different than that. I don't think it's the one you have. It's a limited release. It's uh, a wood finished thing. Wood finished. What the fuck does that mean? I think they just throw like staves in it inside the wood barrel. Yeah. Like like charred staves or something? I'm assuming. But their limited release has actually been really highly regarded and okay. sought after. Mm. Um, How old is it? I don't know. I don't know shit about it. Other than that, it, it's their wood finish series and it's their limited releases stuff. Mm. But So that's come out and that's been, that's been pretty sought after. But the Weller stuff for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, if if I was gonna put if I was gonna bet on, I'd say the Wellers. I would assume the Wellers. Similar. What was the the driver behind the weeded and and Weller must have done something just right. I've never had a Weller, so I Either can't I. I can't speak to it. But they must have done something Weller enough <laughs> to catch that. Now that was a dad joke. There it is. Nicely done. You even remembered the right hotkey. That was a total guess, and I Dude, got it. Hey. There we go. Yeah, well, almost had it two uh, times. Uh, one out of two ain't bad. So it might be the way. But anyway, so it's Castle and Key. It was really wheat forward. Um, but I don't know if it was the neck. I poured a sample for my buddy Max. What's up, Max? Um, he ta- he drank an ounce of it and took an ounce home. And he was like, oh, my God, this is juice. It's amazing. Really? And so maybe it, maybe it oxidized a little bit better. I got to come back to it. I haven't come back to it. Um, well, you can every have to time just I've had bring a, it over here. I will. Um, every and you'll look at the bottle and you lift the cork, dude, and it just there's something about it. It's like it looks like a sundial and it's metal and it's fucking heavy. The cork is metal, like the topper of the cork. Uh huh. And it's heavy and it feels like substantial. So it's like the, it's like the the apple of whiskey bottles. It's a beautiful bottle. Yeah, it is. And so at the end of the day, like yeah, you just the bottle itself is gorgeous huh okay but anyways it so i'm hoping maybe it opened up i gotta come back to it i've when i've been having a drink at home you got too many bottles bro you I got, got so many bottles. Fucking bottles how do you go back to it well i've been and i don't know if it's the winter or what but i've been really leaning towards uh this barrel proof shit so i've got that penelope we picked up at total wine you bought penelope the one with the horse on it Oh, no, that's that, Pinhook. That's Pinhook, sorry. Or Chestnut Farms. No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Pinhook. Penelope just has a big P on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, are you with? Yeah, you were with me. I think so. Yeah, we went to Woodman's. Yeah, we went to Woodman's together. And then we went yeah, to... Yeah, you said, this is interesting. I said, this is interesting. Yeah. And then we went to Total Wine. Yep. And I found that Penelope and that, that uh, barrel-proof 1792. Mm, single yeah. barrel. Have you had that yet? I have. Is it good? Yes. Mm. Yes. That Penelope's a four grain. Okay. This is all about whiskey tonight. What's what's the fourth? Rye, wheat, barley, uh, corn. Duh. Rye, wheat. So that's got. So typically, barley and wheat are the. Right. There's the the rye is the addition. No, rye is in most of them. And then oh, it's wheat or barley. It's wheat or yeah. barley that determines yeah. if it's wheat or not. Yeah. So this has all four. I think it's I think it's those four, and and it it's pretty good, but it's barrel proof, right? And, and again, that seventeen ninety two is. So I've been drinking all these barrel proof things, and I've been I went back to my barrel bourbon the other day because I watched that episode and I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta drink this shit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I've got yeah. I just mm, there's too many choices. Well, so so analysis paralysis of my own fucking house but it's um i think what i like about having the options is like i have like a go-to you know yeah it's like and then every once in a while it's like huh i haven't had that in a while yep it's like you pour a little bit and it's just like damn that is fucking good and then when you have a guest over and they happen to like whiskey, and you're like, "Come on in, yep. Let's take a gander. Is, take there, a anything, is there anything you haven't had? You know, so this will give them an opportunity to try something really great. Yeah, is uh, 
Unless it's Bill. <laughs> then he just raids. Then he just he just he just finds what he wants. He just fucking raids. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we've been doing our little basement corner. Bill, I, Bill, I love you. All right, we all love Bill. We love you, Bill. Um, <laughs> so I put up those shelves in our basement, and I used to have a drum set there, and we took the drum set down because I haven't played it in years, and the boys are too young to play it. And I'm like, God, we just I want like a little table, so if people want to come over, it could be a card table style, but hard top. But also can display the the bourbon and the whiskey. Yeah. And it's a nice place to sit and drink. Even though the rest of the basement, yeah. 90% of the basement, you can't walk because there's so many fucking kids' toys. Yeah. You're, you're trying to create a user experience corner. Yeah, I just yeah. need a corner. Yeah. And so I think we're there. You're there? Well, we're, Sam's there on yeah, board. Sam, Sam is there. We're there in the sense that my wife is on board. Gotcha. Okay. And the shelf is up with the whiskey. The shelves. Shelves, too. Plural. Yeah, what do you think that old, that old uh, mirror, that McSorley's mirror? I'd have to look back at the picture oh. again. Let me look at the, let's look at the evidence. My dad gave that to me. I don't know where he got it from. It's a fun little, it's just a fun little mirror. It's fitting for the space. I'm really disappointed in this fucking camera right now. I'm not going to lie. In your um, GoPro? Yeah. Yeah, I think we just got to do, figure it out. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. Maybe the memory card was full. No, the memory card's brand new. Yeah, but how big was it? Um, well, that's a good question. But it said it lost connection. So that's the part. I saw that. Yeah, it's like the camera shut off. Yeah, that's the part I don't... Well, I think... Um, did you find the picture? No, I must have deleted it. It's uh, fine. I'm, well, I'm, I'm all the way back to my Glencairn glass toppers so i'm not did, maybe did you send it on messenger oh, i might have snapped you instead uh, i bet you snapped me i don't snap except for to ike yeah you're a snapper you like the snippety snap i like to send you stuff via snap that's so it. i'm the gonna... only one i snapped you i don't even snap to my wife oh there it is okay okay so i see the shelves um oh is that the mirror is it round mm-hmm. yeah should i turn this into my whiskey corner of the basement um fuck it oh that's pretty cool is that like an irish whiskey what is that i don't know it's like mcsorley's it's an irish i don't know it says i, I see mcsorley yeah i haven't actually read it in a long it, fucking time it, it looks like it's it's like i mean i say irish because i'm like an idiot and because this it's green it's green it's and green, it says and it's Mick. an oval and it I says mean, yeah i mean like the odds are in my favor that it's something to do with being irish yeah i think it'd be really cool i, I like having the mirror there because it makes the space feel bigger but i think a, a barrel hopper would be really cool there i know i know i've been so i've got <laughs> in my reminders on my phone for the last like fucking year i've got Talk to Scott about oh, the yeah, barrel tops. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've got it. I, yeah, I've got it in my reminders for the last fucking year, and I still haven't done it. <laughs> Every time I go down there, he's not there. Every fucking time. It's like, and I don't go down there a lot, and I'll probably go down there maybe a little more often because it's wintertime, and I'll just sure. have a little more freedom of movement. Um, but it's like, I just, he's never fucking there. And, I'm, and I'm, to be fair, I'm never there on the weekends. It's always yeah. fucking busy on the weekends, and. You know, it's not when dude, they had their Driftless deals. and Tumbled are just so fucking busy all the time. Dude, I was in Tumbled the other night. It was, it was uh, dead as fuck. 
And okay. they were they were excited about it. Yeah, but it's like a Wednesday night. Okay. Um, yeah, we would. But I I did well. But I I take that back and sense that the last time I was at Tumble, I went with uh, Ben, and um, we went out to dinner. It was a Thursday night. It was fucking packed. Yeah. The whole parking lot was absolutely. I wonder if now that's gonna get cold, it'll slow down. Well, that's the thing, though. I would think, but it's like the whole inside's still packed. They still yeah. got good food. They've got yeah, good beer. The food doesn't change. No, um, and and it's like the only difference is like there's no live music. Yeah, and it's loud as fuck in there. Yeah, you know that's just. But I mean, they got the fireplace going. Where's the fireplace? It's towards the back by the pizza oven. Okay, they've got these leather uh, lounge chairs. And I've never couches. been back that far. You should go back there. That's where Ben and I ate our dinner the other night. Okay. We were going to sit at the bar and it's like, let's go check in the lounge. I'm like, dude, this fucking place is packed. There's going to be people in the lounge. He's like, let's just go check. So I'm like, you check. I'll hold the seats. We walk back there. It's like, there's nobody in there. And it's this beautiful leather couches oh, and chairs. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a lounge. It's fucking awesome, bro. Huh. It's fucking awesome. You go to Tumbled Rock, don't sit in the lounge because that's my spot. <laughs> this is Ike's spot. Do not sit there. Um, they do have a Yamazaki 12 on the shelf, which is like legit surprising. Mm. Um, I've only had it once while I was there um, because I think it's kind of spendy. But so you had it while you're there. Yeah. What was yeah. it for? Thirty. It was. I want to say it was eighteen to twenty, probably. Okay. I mean, and it's, again, it's not like super expensive, but it's we're talking about a single, you know. And yeah. so it's like, and and their pours are very measured. Yeah, I think they're all very measured. You know, when we had that blends, it was like fucking teaspoon measure that <laughs> shit and see if it drips off to the side. Really? It was very measured. Yeah, so it, it's like I think more and more places are cracking down on that, but I've 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 been to a few places where the, where they're still hand pour. Okay. You know, and it's like and it's then you get like a legit I think good Fields pour. is still hand pour. Is it? See, but I shouldn't say that because when every time I've Every time. The two times I've been to Fields and had a drink. Um it's been hand poured, but I've but I've gotten doubles. Right. Something when you order a double, there's something about saying like, you know, like you can say, I wanna like there's times when I go out where I'm not like I don't want to drink beer, I don't want to drink whiskey, I drink like Tito's and soda. Simple, clean, easy to drink. And it's like I always get a double. Yeah. You know. It's like, but when you order a whiskey neat or a whiskey with a cube and you order a double, that's a fucking solid amount of whiskey. Like, yeah. See, but I, I, I was thinking like, okay, an ounce is a shot. I thought they're 1.5. Maybe. I think it's 1.5. 1. 1. Okay. 1.5 ounces a shot. So a double should be three ounces. Okay. Maybe that's what it is then. Well, but like, so, I've been ordering doubles thinking that it was two ounces. When you, when you look across the bar. And you see somebody drinking a double. It's like, that man knows what he's doing. Yeah, every time I get a mixed drink, it's double. Every, it, like, if I get a Captain and Coke, it's double. Yeah. Why wouldn't I get a double? Well, it just depends on how early it is. Doesn't fucking or, matter. Or how. <laughs> Doesn't it, matter. It, double it. It, re- it really should. Especially if you're drinking Manhattan's. Just saying. Shut up. You weren't there. I know, but I heard all about it. No, you didn't. I you did. I once. No, I, I texted your wife because <laughs> <laughs> she was the one answering because you were walking on your face. I was polka-ing. Is you're, that a word? You were polka-ing. You were polka-ing on your face, 
hoping you were gonna poke ing later. Nah, dude, I don't think I fucking I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we were at with this conversation, but well, it stopped. The, the 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 place we're at right now is at what point in the night do you decide that either you're fucking going all in yes, or you need to back off. Like there's a, there's a, that's key, my weakness. There's a key moment in every single night of drinking where you have to, you have to make a call. It's like you, you feel it in your whole body and it's just like, okay, so if I continue on the, on the pace I'm at right now, it's going to be, I'm going to get fucking obliterated. If I don't, if I reel it in, the night's going to calm down. It might not be as much fun, but I won't be a fucking sliv- slivering piece of shit in the morning. So it's like, yeah. so I, what's, what's the, what's the go? I, I suppose it's like, I, I think if by the time I get to that point, driving isn't even part of the equation. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late. If you're, if, if I'm at the point where I have to make the decision, whether I'm going to be completely smashed or I'm just going to be able to, you know, slowly creep my way through the rest of the night yeah but it's like what happens is for me is like if it's a super fucking hype night and everybody's having a great time and everybody's dancing having fun and laughing and shit and and i get to that point where it's like i stop for a second and it's like you get that whoa you know it's like you feel it i feel it in my whole body and it's just like okay shit just got real like the last three drinks just hit me at the same time. And it's like, so do I continue? And then someone comes up as like, do you want another round? And I'm like, fuck yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's my, that's been my problem. The first wedding we went to since COVID, like when COVID hit, the first wedding we went to was like the first time we went out. I was fucking, I wasn't drinking bourbons at the time. Uh, I think I was drinking Catherine and Coke. And it was just like, keep them coming. <laughs> this is a great night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got trashed. And then that, that Manhattan night, yeah. it was like by the time I felt it and it kicked in, it <laughs> was were, too late. It was over. It was over, dude. There's no, there's no need to question it. No. It was done. So, but that's, so why even stop at that point? It was done. Okay, so the, the reason you, you, you have to make the call of whether you stop at that point is like, do you want to wake up in a pool of your own vomit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you want to like have like your spouse hate you for the next week or like, like uh, what, how big of a fool am I going to make of myself? Like and, That's and valid. the atmosphere certainly plays into it. Yeah. That was not a, that was not a question. Like, okay. Mind. So like if, um, let's say you're on a golf trip with a bunch of buddies and you're out drinking a night after whatever, all day long, you don't give a fuck. You know, everybody's getting smashed. Everybody's going to be a piece of shit in the morning. Nobody cares. One guy's going to be pissing in the sink. One guy's going to be throwing up in the toilet. You know, another guy's going to be pissing out the back door of the, of the Airbnb you bought. Whatever. Like, nobody. That has never happened <laughs> well, to me. It happens. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares, you know. But if you're at a wedding surrounded by your family and, like, people you know and, like, like people that you respect, and then you get, like, you gave me a look like you don't respect people. What's up? What's up? Did you get something weird at the bottom? Yeah, that was almost uh, scotchy-esque. Oh, did you have water in there? I did. Okay. The bottom of my last part. My, that left, it, it got it, darker for me. Darker? Mm-hmm. 
sure. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Just like your Manhattan night. It's good. So with Manhattans, <laughs> sorry, you, that was a total one eighty. No, it's fine. You 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 can't. You gotta know when you're drinking Manhattans. You gotta know going in. There's like either you're gonna limit it because you know you're gonna get in trouble, or at least pace yourself. Well, I didn't either. I know you didn't. Um, but you have to learn that. Yeah. There's no other way to you know. You know, with those Manhattans, they're just so easy sipping. Not even sipping. They're you just, drinking. You just drink it so easily, and it's like you feel totally normal on four and five, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, I should have stopped three drinks ago. Yeah, when you get the six or seven. Yeah. I don't, I can't say, I'm going to be honest here. I don't think I've ever had, <laughs> I don't think I've ever touched those numbers with Manhattans in my life. It was a lot. It was when, 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 <laughs> when you told me how many you had, I was like, motherfucker, like that's borderline alcohol poisoning. Like it was just like, it was a lot. There's so many Manhattans. It was, uh, it, cause I know how I feel after two. Yeah. <laughs> like when I drink two Manhattans. But I mean, they weren't like, they weren't like our Manhattans. You know, they're like, they're like bar Manhattans. Okay. When I drink. And not like cocktail bar Manhattans. They're like, let's make a quick drink Manhattans. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep talking and make yourself feel better. The last time I was at Driftless Glen, if every time I go to Driftless Glen and I have a Manhattan, I know that I have to stop at two. Sure. When I drink two, by the time the second one fully hits me, it's like, okay, it's probably a good thing I'm home, you know, or it's a good thing I'm drinking more water and having my dinner or whatever it is. But it's like, if I go to three, I know I'm in trouble. Mm. You know, once I get to three, then it's just like, well. Yeah, they were just, I don't know. Yeah, they went down smooth. They're smooth. They're easy. They were, they were makers. It was low proof. It didn't feel... Well, that's fair. That's a low proof Manhattan. The Manhattans I usually have are at least hundred proof. Yeah. So yeah, what's makers? 80? 80? 80? I think it's eighty. So it didn't. Yeah, it just. So that's so on, on the flip side of that. Yeah, I had. So I was. T- I was just saying. I've I've been into the the barrel proof, full proof kind mm-hmm. of stuff. The other night I was tasting. I drank that seventeen ninety two full proof. I had a glass of it. Whatever, two ounces. Let's just say. And then uh, I went down for another drink, and I grabbed that Penelope foolproof, mm-hmm. and I maybe had one ounce of it. Yeah. By the time I went to bed, I was feeling just fine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, just oh, fine shit. If you're feeling fine. I was like, oh, shit. That caught up to me quicker than I thought it was going to. Do you? So. And, and I typically don't get to that point at home by myself with my wife on a couch. Right. Well, I think I was, and I was just going to make a comment to that because, you know, when, when I'm out, it's so easy for me to have two or three drinks Yeah, because I'm eating and there's usually bread and carbs and shit that that go with a meal. And and so it's like, that's easy for me to do. And it, and I don't feel it as soon. And I don't know. So like, there are some nights where if I'm out with friends and I'm drinking old fashions or Manhattans or just whiskey or whatever. I can drink way more and not have the after effects if I'm having a really good time. But if I'm, if I'm like having a, if I have two drams at night, just even if it's just you and I sitting here having two drams and everything's pretty chill, the next day I'll have a little headache. 
And it's like, what's the, what's the difference? There's got to be some kind of chemical release when you're out, like with a bunch of people and well, the, and the, and the, like the, the adrenaline's higher, the energy's higher. You're like, you're kind of more like in a zone. Yeah. And you're moving, you're doing stuff like we're sitting in chairs doing nothing. We're talking. We're not getting up. We're not walking places. We're just chilling. That's fair. I mean, yeah, we're, but I mean, at any, even at that level, you're burning calories then. So then like you're, you're reducing the amount that you have to absorb the alcohol. I mean, right. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. It's, it's, it sounds like it, it sounds like it makes sense in my head. It sounds anyway. like a lot of things make sense. Yeah. Well, a lot of shit does make sense in my head. I don't know. That's where it should make sense. I know, but sometimes it doesn't make sense to other people. There are people out there that think that we have misinformation. You should have a little more of that. I am <laughs> tempted, but I, I, I appreciate that offer. You know what I did is that we should so, open that Jefferson's. You want to open it? Yeah. Go ahead. Open it. I, I, I poured like, see that it's like the smallest amount, but there's no water. Yeah. So I just wanted to have a little bit of it. Yeah, without so any water. I've been getting into that. I was actually, if you, you had the ice already in the glass already, but I was going to say, if we want to pull out a Glen, I would drink it without ice. A what? A Glen, Glen Cairn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I generally, with cast strength or barrel strength, I'm not going to pull the trigger with no ice um, just because I just, I just like how, the, how that opens it up. Yeah. But with this, because I already had one with ice, I just want to have just like, I mean, what is that? Like a, it's like a, not even a half an ounce in there. Oh yeah. That's in there. No. Yeah. Like, and this is even less. I just wanted to literally get it on my palate. Yeah. That's, and that's it. Just, just to see what it tastes like without the ice, because you're definitely going to get more of the burn. But, uh, I've been trying to, um, I've been looking at like flavor wheels. Like like with cheese, <laughs> bourbon flavor wheels. I don't know what bourbon flavor wheels are. It's a wheel that basically says like, okay, is it sweet or sour? Mm. And it tries to guide you into like help you understand what you're smelling to verbal to to put words to what you're smelling. Sure, it's like it's it's a, it's like a um it's a brain exercise. Yeah, and so I've been trying to be more conscious about like so in in my bourbon life thus far like i can smell it but i can't like put words to what i'm smelling i can be like oh that's sweet or oh that's kind of sour and then i can taste it like that's fucking good but i can't pick out tasting notes very well and so i'm just trying to get slightly more intentional with seeing what i smell I think I think we need the Glen Cairns. To I really think that would really help. A rock glass wouldn't. And I'm oh, not why, saying here. Let's just grab a couple Glen Cairns. I'll be right back. Please hold while Ike gets glasses from our cabinet because we have an awesome whiskey cabinet now in the studio. Oh, and they're brand new. They look shiny as fuck. Yes. Your ass looks shiny. Does I shaved it? Really. No. <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah, it would be. You know what's funny, though? It's like, um, the Use, last... Uh, Nair? Isn't that... The- I've never used Nair. I've, I've seen, like... I've heard horror stories about people using Nair. Um, 
but so here's the thing like i i uh every once in a while so i kind of go back and forth on the whole shave chest thing so i sh- i shave my chest when it gets to a point where i don't like the way the amount of of like hair on my chest looks i don't know what it is um but then the the, the weird part is it's like <laughs> when i look at myself from the waist up i got no hair on my obviously on my chest or anything but my legs and my ass are hairy as fuck. Yeah. And so it's like, I look like I'm two-tone or some shit. Yeah, see, I don't do the ch- shave your chest. See, maybe if I was ripped, I would. Well, that's the whole thing. I don't know. I'd have to ask my wife if she likes it or not. Well, yeah, that helps, I'm sure. If it's not going to, if it's not, okay. Maybe it's the whiskey talking. But if it's not going to lead to like. More sexy time? Exactly. Then there's no point. Well, so I get that. Um, you and I are in a little different place. True. To be fair. Look um, legs on this motherfucker. Right? That's what I was saying about myself. I think I'm going to pick up a four-pack of Glens. Oh. I'm digging that. It's so, it's so different in a Glencairn glass. It is. That's why I think I'm going to pick up a pack of Glens. They're not are you, super are expensive. You, are you doing the mouth open? Yeah. Yeah. If you had video, you'd... You'd see us just making out with these glasses. <laughs> Are you doing the double or the single? I'm doing singles. I'm doing singles too. That's what I read you're supposed to do. Because you get different notes. I'm not picking up separate notes. I'm just doing a single because it seems like if it's, if it's a whole nose, it's kind of like overwhelming a little. I'm doing a lot of swirl action. I was just like looking at the viscosity. So like... Even on the nose, you can tell something is really well done. Yeah. Like. I get a lot of vanilla. Yeah, there's a lot of vanilla in there. There's a hint of cherry. Check that out. Look at you. I know. I get a lot of cherry there. There's one. So the, the most nuanced taste I had was when I had that Blanton's. I tasted honey. It felt like I was drinking honey. It was so heavy on the honey. And then there was one more thing. Oh, when we were doing those tastings with Bill. There's one of those, and I don't remember which one, that was caramel forward. Oh, it yeah. It like it caramel, 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 caramel. I think caramel's an easy one. For some reason, with, with bourbon, caramel, caramel uh, as, a, as a tasting note is very common. Um, well, yeah, I think, I mean, we could sit here and say vanilla, caramel, and cherry, and any bourbon would apply. Well, not Whether any, we actually not, smelt it or not. Well, not any, but I mean, if there's a distinctive forwardness, Caramel is going to be the easy picking. That's like the low-hanging fruit. Oh, really? See, I disagree. I don't think it's caramel. I feel like it's cherry or vanilla. Really? Yeah. See, I That think- new riff, it was new riff that we got that caramel yeah. on. That was the first time I was like, oh my God, that's caramely. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, it seems to me that, well, I, I don't disagree with the vanilla. Um, the cherry, I can't say that I've, I've had so many of them that had cherry. I'd say caramel and vanilla are the low-hanging fruit when it comes to like nosing and in palating a good whiskey or even any whiskey really um but like uh with this it's there's a difference in the burn on your nose mm-hmm. between this and like you know like even even the woodford just straight woodford reserve which i haven't had in over a year right but i mean the the, the burn for that is like it's an uncomfortable burn almost. You know, if, if you stick your nose in a Glencairn with a regular glass of Woodford, or it's just uncomfortable burn. It's like it's something you can't really, you don't want to smell. 
But this is like a burn that's like, wow, what's, what's in there? Something's in there that you just want to just like, just breathe it in so slow. Just like, ugh. So I read, um, oh, I, have, I have new books. I showed you those. I forgot. <laughs> I know you're supposed to bring them. Um, I read that if you need to, if the ethanol like burns your nose and you need to reset it, you need to s- smell like your armpit. Not your armpit, excuse me. Your, <laughs> your elbow pit. What? the fuck are you serious yeah like if you don't have a detergent thing on it it'll like it'll neutralize and kind of reset your your smells what does your elbow pit have anything to fucking do with no just because it's not scent heavy it's like a neutral if your clothes or your shampoo or your body wash isn't like super scented what about the palm of your hand you can do the back of your hand that was another one shut up <laughs> you don't have a camera you can't do that <laughs> You got the effect. You got it. That's all that matters. <laughs> what I watched, I, I, I sent did you that my, to Bill. That was so funny. That was fucking hilarious. He's like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> it's a gift, baby. It's a gift. <laughs> accept it. Yeah, just just accept it with love. See, I think I like drinking out of this. Oh yeah, these are so. Here's the thing: Glen Cairns are definitely a more high-end drinking glass because you're getting the full experience of the whiskey when you're drinking out of a Glencairn. A rocks glass is meant for rock. It's meant for ice. It's meant for ice. It's also, it's also meant for like, it's a little easier hold. Yeah. You know, it's like a palmable glass. The Glencairn, you, you know, it's like a two, three finger hold, you know? Yeah. It's very delicate. Yeah. It's very delicate. It's, it's, it's very intentional. A rocks glass is very utilitarian. Yeah. So I'm going to pick up a set of them. You should. You should pick up a set. One of these days, motherfucker's going to invite me over to his house. To well, have I got to wait till I put up a card table. So we don't have a table for our basement. So, like, we have couches down there in the living room, but it's full of toys and shit. And so in our little corner, we're like, oh, let's put, like, a little four-seater table. So if people want to come play cards or if we just want to sit at a table. and But we don't have that table. So we're like, well, we have a card table that's, like, a soft top. Mm-hmm. But it feels yeah. so like card table with a soft top. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And I went to Vinny's in Sock. They had a little square table, and I'm sorry, but it was like two hundred and something dollars. What? Yeah, my fucking Vinny's in Sock is so overpriced. That's I'm what not- I've heard from everybody. I'm like, I can't. That fucking like, place I is get ridiculous. It. You don't want people to come take advantage of your pricing. But Why not? I can't. It's fucking Vinny's. It's donated. Take advantage of that shit because they got a million fucking square tables in the back yeah, ready to it go. Was just, it was so Come expensive for what on. it was. I'm like, I can't justify that at all. You know, here's the thing too. Like, I built this table for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Fucking St. Vinny's. If you have one St. Vinny's that they're so fucking low on inventory, they got to price a little square fucking table for 200 bucks. There's another St. Vinny's at least within the 30 mile radius. that has got truckloads of shit sitting outside that fucking needs to go. I mean, fucking A. Yeah. Like, Vinny's is a charity. Yeah. Well, I looked at that. And I'm like, fuck that. And then they had a, like, an entryway slash sofa table. Because I'm like, oh, I could put that against the wall. The wall. To put, you know, bring the bourbons down and then maybe put glasses. And I'm going to also get, like, a, like, an ice bucket. Yeah. I think that'd like be a nice hotel ice bucket. Yeah. But a better one than a hotel one. Or crying out loud. So, so I think my my 
want right now for this space is still I want to get the 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 decanter. What are you going to put in it? I'm going to put something really fucking amazing in it. See, but okay. Does it take away from the really amazing stuff? No. See, here's the thing I think about the decanter. I think that a when you pour it from one vessel into another, you open the whole bottle up. Yeah, you throw you you yes. You so, introduce oxygen. Yeah, sure. to the entire bottle. A. B, when it's in a decanter, it adds a little sense of mystery to what's in the decanter. I kind of like that. And C, it adds like uh um like if there's something in a decanter to me, a whiskey decanter, every movie I've ever seen, every book I've ever read, when it talks about people drinking whiskey, it's like it's never out of the fucking bottle. You know, like those high roller places and the big fucking CEO offices, it's never in the bottle. It's in a fucking like crystal or glass decanter. And, but they do drink it all out of rocks glasses, which is like, mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the decanter. But... I, there's something about like only I know what's in there. <laughs> it's a mystery. It is, and it's like the decanter never gets opened unless it's like something really special, you know. So it's like I got this bottle that nobody knows what it is but me, and it's and it's like up on the shelf and it looks nice, you know. It's a nice looking bottle. It's got a glass top. It's got all the stuff that goes with it, and there's just. Um, I don't, I don't want to say classy because I don't see it as really classy. I just think it's like, I like the mysteriousness of it, I guess. Mm. When it boils down to it, I like the mystery of it. And I do like the idea of aerating the whole bottle. I've always wondered what would happen if you took a bottle of whiskey and poured it through one of those wine aerators, if it would affect it. Wine aerator? Yeah, so there's a wine aerator. It looks like a flower. Follow me here. Don't go down the gutter. Okay. Looks like a flower. Okay. <laughs> Let's call it Daisy. It's a, no, it's... Looks it's, like a Daisy. It's more like a, a tulip. Okay. <laughs> and this went sideways. You, you, you pour it in, like with wine, you pour it into the, the tulip. And it, it adds, like there's another uh, um, tube of of whatever it goes through the inside so it, it sucks air in through and it like you can see the bubbles going through it okay as it's coming out so it introduces in whatever it oxygenates yeah the wine so if you oxygenate the whiskey the same way as you oxygenate the wine because we always we all know the neck of the whiskey bottle is like the worst part of the bottle right then would it not have the same enhancing effect as it does for wine Hmm. It's a question. It's a good um, question. I don't know. I was watching a um a video. So these college kids were taking real alcohol and putting it through a Brita. Yeah, they're vodka, right? Yeah, it was real vodka. Some some guy did fucking like rumble mints or some shit too. Um but apparently according to the video and multiple videos after that and some fucking scientists who may very may or may not be a scientist commented that yes if you filter shitty alcohol 
through a Brita filter, which is a really high-end filter, that it will actually make it taste better. Yep. And part of me wants to believe it, but it's like, do you, like, what, what do you do with the filter then? Does it ruin it? Is it, it a one-shot deal? It would have to. Well, what if you just kept it? Well, unless it was your vodka Right, filter. if it was your vodka filter. But that can only work with clear... I would assume it would only be beneficial to clear spirits. Why the fuck does it matter if it's clear or not for Because that? all the stuff that's in this bourbon, you don't want to filter out. Why would you put a bourbon through that? You literally put, paid money to have this sit in a barrel and impart those flavors. Vodka is just supposed to be straight, right? Fair. That's fair. But what are, what are you actually filtering out, though? That's the question. Like, what actually gets filtered? I mean, because maybe the uh, you're just, not going to filter the alcohol because it's 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 in there, right? You're not going to like how how do you filter out? You can't filter the color because the, the color is is there. I mean, it's just is. It's just like the taste molecules. What what is a fucking taste molecule? Um, trace minerals. Okay. So you're so maybe you're filtering out the trace minerals. <laughs> that would be an interesting experiment to get one of those Brita's and have just like three or four filters for it and just try a couple different little not like a lot, you know, but just run like six ounces through it, enough for three people. Yeah. Just see what it does. And just to see what it does. Um I'm curious for sure. I, I mean if we had three people doing it, we could all pitch in by a Brita. We'd yeah. be in for it for 15 bucks a piece or something by the time we bought the filters and everything. What are, so what are clear, like, you know, 90 proof? Well, it's vodka, vodka and gin, gin and rum. There's clear, oh, rum is in that category? Yeah, there's, there's clear rum, yeah. What makes rum rum? That's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that question. Neither do I. So I can see it. I can see it being beneficial to gin and vodka. Clear, yep. very high proofs. I think it would be detrimental to whiskey. Well, that would be the experiment. That would be the experiment. And we wouldn't obviously put like a really good whiskey through it. No. But, but like maybe a Jefferson or something. <laughs> we, could, we could. Just kidding, Shelly. We're going to try it. Of course we're going to drink it. No, I'm just, I'm fucking around. Like, I mean, but like. Yeah, like what would it do? I don't know. I, th- I think, I think it would be detrimental. Detrimental. Would it turn it into just vodka? No, it can't just turn it into vodka. No, you can't. You okay, can't what's... reverse the aging process. You can't reverse the charred oak barrels. The distillate that goes into a barrel to make it's clear is clear. But it doesn't taste like vodka. Right, because it's so much corn and shit? Yeah. Like, what is vodka? What grain? Well, there's potato vodka. There's fucking rice vodka. Okay. There's, um, there's a lot of different vodkas. It just tastes like corn. But, like, corn. Corn. Corn, corn is, like, from a, like, that's moonshine. Vodka is not moonshine. Okay. Right. Yeah, I don't think vodka and moonshine are the same fucking thing. I know they're not. I don't know. I, can, I couldn't explain to you how they're different, but I know they're not the same thing because moonshine is sold as moonshine and vodka is sold as vodka, clear or not. But, the, you know, it's like Bacardi 151 is clear rum. Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like just because it's clear. like I have now, clear protein. Did you know that? 
Good creamy protein. Clear protein. It's supposed to be like wild cherry. Pretty good actually. What what the fuck kind of protein is it that is clear? Like whey. It's clear. Yeah, you mix it with water, not milk. It's like a it's like a, a juice. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. It's, it's literally dr- called it's, clear. It's, it's dry. It's a protein powder. Yeah, so it's a dry powder. And and when you open the top of the tub, obviously it's not clear. No, it's white. Okay. And it dissolves in water and it is clear. Clear. Okay, so there's no coloration to yeah. it. And it's whey? Yep. Yep. I think it's isolate. That's weird. It's a little weird. It's, it's wild cherry flavor and it's like wild cherry Kool-Aid, basically. But it's clear. But it's clear. And you drink it with water? Yep. That's really strange. It, it's it, nice so, on a summer day. It's not so nice on a winter day. But I want something milky. Like my French toast protein. Got French toast protein too. Bonus. I'm just thinking like, if it's absolutely clear, like what's the benefit of it being clear? That just doesn't have the added. So it sounds like all that color is just like color. Bu- bullshit. It's just color. Just added bullshit. It's added bullshit, yeah. So yours is pretty clean is what you're saying. Supposedly. I don't know if it actually is or not. I mean, it's got to have a shit ton of artificial flavors. It tastes like fucking cherry Kool-Aid. Yeah, so like there's a, there's a um, vegan protein uh, made by a company called Ghost. Can't do it. Too chalky. It's like great. It's like gritty. Really? Have you had it? Pro- yeah. Yeah. You tried I Ghost? To- I haven't tried Ghost vegan. I've tried other vegans. I've tried Ghost regular. Yeah. It was fine. It was good. Yeah. So the the Ghost vegan was pretty good. It tastes like um like a, a fucking peanut butter cereal. That's what it tastes like. Like when you drink the milk after eating that like peanut butter. Oh, what? Crunch which or one did you get? Like cereal. Some cereal, cereal fucking thing. Yeah. I had their, uh, tried their regular stuff. They had Chips Ahoy and Oreo. Okay. And they're a little higher in calories, like a normal protein powder, like 110 to 120 calories per scoop. Ghost was like 150, but it was supposed to have real chunks of the product. Like it's, it's, uh, official, like Nabisco Oreo and official Chips Ahoy. So there's supposed to be product in it, which is the added calories. And I tried it, and they tasted fine, but they weren't, like, mind-blowing. Seems like you're getting less protein. No, it was still 22, 24 grams. It was like a protein powder that was supposed to be flavored, and then they sprinkled in the chunks. And dusty. Like, it was so my microscopic chunks. Okay. Um which is where the added calories came from. But it, was, it seemed gimmicky. It didn't seem super tasty. There's other protein powders out there that taste better in different fit, flavor profiles. So I wasn't, you know. So, so do, do you, when you're, when you're like measuring the amount of proteins you're getting during the day, because you and I are both lifting jacked fanatics. <laughs> um, what's it's negated you, by this. What's your goal? No, it's not. This, your protein doesn't get negated by this. It's just like this is more. Alcohol is like. It's sugar. An inhibitor. Right. I, I understand. Inhibitor. Inhibitor. Yeah, it's an inhibitor. Inhibitor. 
<clears throat> so like what's your what's your what's i your, don't have one i've been really bad at tracking proteins so so i th- i feel like because so i've got a couple well i've only got one now i had two we've got one protein powder and then i've got some protein bars i've got rx bars and i've got this other one i um i found online um and uh so if i'm eating what i need to eat I can get most of my protein needs met through food. Which is how it's supposed to be. Right. And so, the, and, and thank you to my son, Connor, for helping me out with this mental process around the protein because I was, I was uh, when I was getting ready to get back to go into the gym and stuff, I was like, all right, so I've had the ghost protein. We've talked about these different things. And he used to tell me about this protein that he was taking he found online. And he's just like, well... He said, what he's realized is like, if you do it well enough, if you eat well enough, then you don't have to worry about supplementing so much protein. So then you're not, you're not paying extra money for protein other than through your food. And you're not ingesting this, the uh, alternative um, ingredients that Mm. they put in the protein powders for them to make, to make them more digestible or absorbable or whatever. Um, and so I still eat protein bars every single day. Okay. Um, because I'm trying to get 220 grams of protein a day, and that's an awful lot. That is. Um, but I've been trying to avoid the liquid proteins more, like the whey's and the soy's mm-hmm. and the vegans, like the pea protein and stuff like that. So like the protein bars I have, the RX bars, there's like their egg whites and yep. there's, you know, nuts dates and, and dates shit. and shit like that. So it's more natural ingredients. They're more like food. I like the RX bars. Um, I don't really track it like I should. Um, I've been more concerned with a cal- caloric deficit over protein intake, which is, they depends go on your goals. In. It depends on your goals, though. It depends on the goals, and right now the goal is less muscle building and more weight loss. But obviously, weight loss with minimizing muscle loss, right? In addition, um, I'll be honest; like I've been very stagnant the last four or five weeks, but I haven't been tracking my calories like I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I have never been to the protein point that I should be because I should be at like 180 to 200 grams and I'm not there. Um, and I, I frankly just don't eat enough calories to get there, which is where the protein shakes for me come into play mm-hmm. because I drink it with almond milk. And so re- I'm only adding 35 calories per basically shake on the almond milk side of things. Right. And then 110, let's say on, on the protein side of things. So it's like a shake is 150 calories. Um, but yeah, I just don't eat enough calories to, to be able to get anywhere near it. So, because I still, like, I, my body craves carbs. Oh, fuck, yeah. And, and, I, and I, we honestly just don't eat as high of protein meals as we should. Like, I love chicken breast and, and chicken in, in general, but. It's like we always try and be semi-balanced in, as far as what it goes, even though for me personally, I probably should be like twice as much protein as mm-hmm. the other shit. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, so I uh, watched the game the other day, had a couple guys over here. Um, and uh, 
when I have friends over, you know, and you're watching the game. So I made some chicken wings, which is decent, you know. I didn't put too much shit on them. Um, I had some jalapeno cheddar Johnsonville brats. Um, and then, uh, uh, like, one guy brought some, like, veggie salad shit or whatever. Usually there's, like, chips and there's, like, a cheese ball and mm-hmm. shit like that. And what I found is that when I eat really clean for, like, say, a week, and then I have a day where I kind of fuck around a little bit and I eat some more carbs and some shit that's not great for me, like you said, with the cravings, it's like they're so fucking heavy. Yeah. You know, it's just like the next day I'll find myself at, like, 8 o'clock at night, I'm looking through the cupboard for something that, like, and I'm like, Thank God I, it's not there. I shouldn't say thank God. It's not that big of a fucking deal. Sorry, God. I didn't mean to bring you into this. <laughs> but like when I look in the cupboard, it, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I don't have it. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like, I, I'm, I'm really craving something that's not good for me. You know, and it's, uh, um, it's See, a, and I'm not, I don't even crave like chips and stuff. I like, I just want fucking bread. Yeah. You just want, yeah. You just want that, those carbs. Yeah. Or I want cereal. Yeah, well, that's uh, carbs too, carbs yeah, and sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But you know what? I um I switched to uh so I was listening to a podcast about um it was a Joe Rogan podcast and this this woman was on there. Her name's Eliza. She's a comedian, and she was talking about The Rock, and like uh she's like she fucking can't stand The Rock because he's like always talking about like it's cheat meal day, and his cheat meal is a hundred percent dark chocolate bar dipped with peanut butter, dipped in peanut butter. And, uh, and she's like, that's not a fucking cheat meal. That's still healthy for you. That's like, there's no sugar in the dark chocolate. The peanut butter is like not super bad for you. And Rogan's like, I don't know. That's just like a pretty decent cheat meal. And she's like, fuck that. It's not fucking cold stone creamery with with fucking sprinkles and cookie dough dripped on top with with fudge, you know? And, uh, and I'm like, that kind of sounds fucking good. Cold stone? No, the oh. fucking the chocolate bar and the peanut butter, bro. Oh, man, I'm going towards cold stone. Oh. <laughs> so I, I went to the store, and I grabbed a couple of those 100% cacao dark chocolate bars, which I would never fucking eat that plain. No. Never eat it plain. Like, I can do like a 75 plain. Yeah. I like that. But you get into the 90s and up it's, to, yeah. it, it's like you're eating, like, it's like, it's not like. Super bitter. Yeah. So, but I With- bought a couple. And I got out the fucking jar of peanut butter and I broke it into chunks and I'm like, just like taking little scoops of peanut butter with it. It's fucking delicious, <laughs> man. And it's like, and I don't even feel that bad about it. I think he has a cheat meal. It's like French toast. And it's just like this giant fucking stack of French toast. Yeah. That, see, that's the, yeah. The, <clears throat> she didn't talk about that one. She talked about the fucking. Well, yeah. so no, I don't know. We'll get there. Yeah, man. We're working for sure, on it. For sure. Yeah, we got this. Just keep this bourbon in the, in the diet. We're good. Well, that's never going to leave the diet. The, the, it's everything in moderation, man. Everything in moderation. Define moderation. <laughs> well, there's one thing. Two I, I don't every need day. in moderation, but it's, I don't have much choice in that. Uh, okay. All right, brother. Okay. I think it's about that time. Hey, well, the video didn't work out again. it's a fucking good thing you know this video is such a good idea just it's gold return that shit it's comedy gold all right if anything we just gotta have our own fail videos i know well hey hey uh 
Yes. I was going to say, depending on when this releases, good luck deer hunting. Oh, yeah. Same to you, bro. Same to you. We it, won't talk it's before gonna be opening. It's cold as fuck. I know. Last year, I froze my fucking junk off, and it was so windy by us. And um, Oh, it was windy as fuck down here, too. It, it, the wind ruined most of the, of the gun season. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping for some no wind. I can deal with the cold if it's not windy. Yeah, so he, he, here's, here's my expectation this year. Because last year, I got skunked. Same. Um, and, First year, we've gotten skunked for quite a while yeah yeah it's it is i'm super unfortunate and and i and i went out so many times and i froze my ass off and i sat in the fucking wind even though i yep. knew nothing was going to be moving same and it was rainy and- it sucked so this year i know i'm going to freeze my ass off on opening day i know i am but opening day is almost always my best opportunity to get mm. something so i don't care if it's a fucking doe i don't care if You're it, shooting. i'm fucking shooting this year I just want to put that meat in the freezer. I want to shoot it because I've only got... We'll talk about protein. That's such fucking lean meat, too. I know. And that's and honestly, that's part of my motivation is that like last year or the last deer I got, I had so much burger, mm-hmm. so much of it. And I was just like, man, so I was the only person in the house that would eat the burger mm-hmm. or, the, or any of the venison for that matter. And so it was like, well, fuck it. Like... I gave a bunch to Connor and his roommates, and they all they had venison for a long time, and it was just like now I'm looking down there. I've only got a little bit left, and it's like, man, that fucking shit is really lean, super high protein, really yeah. fucking great fuel. And it's just like, why did I give so much of that away? <laughs> so this year, I'm only going to be able to hunt the first three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, maybe up four days. I'll hunt the first four days, and then I'm going to be gone. Well, are we going to get together next week or no? Yeah, TBD. No, we're going to get together. Are you going to be awake? Why wouldn't I be awake? I don't know. I have to get up super fucking early when I deer hunt. Yeah, I'll fucking take a nap, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Dude, we're going to celebrate my fucking brown is down. Yeah, there you go. Big buck down, baby. You know, we might fucking have some backstrap while we're sitting here. Ooh, fuck. Don't get me excited. (laughs) That's fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay, so the... Camera maybe just fell. The tripod is not as stable on the table as we thought it'd be. Um, Camera's down. Good thing GoPros are built built for tough. (laughs) We'll find out if it's still (laughs) operational once we once we wrap this bitch up. All right, hey, good luck, be safe, everyone. Deer hunting. Yeah, don't shoot any any cows or any people or elk. What wasn't it like a couple years ago? They're like, there's elk around the area. Oh. Don't fucking shoot an elk, and then some guy shot an elk. I saw, I saw a fucking uh, a PSA from the DNR, and it showed a picture of a deer and a picture of an elk, and it's <laughs> like, like know the difference, know the difference. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you can't fucking figure that shit out, of course I don't know. Like you hear about people shooting people. Well, I think some people shoot when they fucking hear and they think they see something. Wait, any emotion? Any emotion? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Oh my God! Something's moving over there. It's got to be a deer. It's got to be a deer. Uh, yeah. In eighteen more times, and then yeah. oh, that wasn't a deer. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't. Okay. I don't. I know we're trying to wrap up, but I cannot wrap my head around that. Like I've never not taken a clean shot. Hmm. I there's one time I took a not clean shot. At a buck that was running away from me. Okay. 
but you clearly identified it. Oh, 100%. I knew what it was. Yeah. And so, and I, and it, yeah. So, yeah. You're right. I think there's, there was one time I took a shot through brush, which was not a clean shot. It dropped it, thankfully. Um, but I look back on that, I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have took that shot. Yeah. Same. Every time. Same. I, and I, mine was a miss. Now, granted, I know I was the only one within five miles of me. Yeah. But again, you identified what you were shooting oh, prior yeah. to making a knot. Yeah. A, a, it was just, so here's a, here's a scenario, and I know we're trying to get out of here, but I'm going to lay this out. So I'm walking through this big fucking open field, and it's like a wheat field almost, right? You know when you have the um, farmers and they do their fields, and then they have the big stone piles, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there's a, yeah, that's my foot. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> 99% of the time, that's my foot. <laughs> You know, you can play it off like you want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that is. Uh, hey. Anyway, so they have the stone piles, right? And they usually there's a tree or something that they push the stone up against. So then when they're cleaning the plowing the yeah, fields, the harvesting, whatever, they know there's something there. So um, my ex father in law, uh, Harvey Baumgartner, he is an ex- excellent hunter. He's like one of those people. He's like a fucking animal whisperer, nature whisperer. He fucking. He, he walks through a field where nobody's found morels for 50 years and he'll walk up and say, there's one right there. That's just how he is. I don't know how he does it, but he does. So he's like, you know, oftentimes you'll have these big fields and he says, you'll have deer that bed down in those mm-hmm. stone piles. He's like, it's the only cover in the field and nobody ever hunts an open field. So they're just going to lay down, you know, and then they wait until dark and then they get up. And so I was walking on the edge of this field and I saw this big stone pile and I'm like, huh, I wonder if his theory plays true. So I'm walking and walking and I get close to this fucking stone pile, right? And I was like, I was, op- I was using um, an open sight 3030. Okay. Model 94 Winchester. So my dad shoots. It's a fucking great gun. Um. And uh, 150 grain bullet. Yep. So I'm like, I'm at like 65, 70% ready. You know, I'm like, I've got the gun near my shoulder, across my chest, hand on the stock, hand on, right hand on the stock with my finger over the trigger guard. And my other hand is on the stock on the barrel. And I'm, re- I'm like, it's, it's like, I'm not shouldered. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm you can shoulder pretty quick. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm pretty much ready. So I'm walking, getting close to this pile, and all of a sudden, this fucking commotion, boom, fucking rabbit. So I shoulder at this rabbit, fucking jumping. And I mean, the fucker went like six feet in the air, <laughs> and, like, and I'm like following this rabbit. I'm like, motherfucker. And then it lands and runs. And it's like, oh, and you know how like you, you pull up on something, like you say it's a fucking turkey coming around the corner or something, you pull up. And you, and you realize what it is, and then you just relax, and you let yep. everything slide, right? So as soon as I let everything fall, I went, I was no longer even at the point of readiness as I was when I was walking up to the pile, and this beautiful fucking buck just popped up, like, as soon as I got the full relax, he popped up, and, and, he, and he's, he wasn't like a trophy trophy, but he was the biggest one I'd ever had an opportunity to shoot at that point. And he's and he fucking bolts straight away from me, just fucking dead on a line straight away from me. 
And so it's like my heart is already racing mm. from the rabbit. And then I relax, and then I got to jerk back up, and I shoulder it, and I'm aiming at him, and he jumps, and I squeeze. And, and, and it's like he's doing that big bound, you know? Mm-hmm. So I squeeze. He's probably on his way down when I'm squeezing, so it goes right over the fucking top of him. Two more bounds, and he's in the woods and gone. And it's like, ah. Oh. But it was one of those situations where it's like, it was, a, it was just such a knee-jerk reaction yeah, to squeeze. Just, yeah. You know, and it's like <clears throat> the reality was like the percentage of chance of me actually hitting him with a good, clean shot right. was less than 20, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, it's like I could have shot him straight up the asshole. That's like the right. only thing it really would have. Yeah, or spined him or something. Yeah, like I mean, if I was super lucky to spine him. So it's like. Yeah, no, it wasn't clean. Yeah. But well, yeah. at least you missed with an improbable shot. Yeah. I tell you about what I missed the other year. No, well, maybe. maybe two years ago. It was two years ago. Okay, so we were ending up. I think it was opening weekend, and uh, I was in my stand, and we it was like, I don't know, five o'clock. Let's say it's like okay, time to. I hadn't seen anything all day. I was tired. There's still a little bit of sunlight, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm getting ready. I'm out. I'm cold. I'm getting out. So I put my backpack on because I carry a backpack. And I'm just kind of like doing this last little like glance around and a fucking buck. starts walking through. I look at him like, oh, nice buck. Like, mm, pass. And then I. Wait, gets, did, when you thought, mm, pass, was that halfway because you had your backpack on and you're yep, ready to go? It was. I'm like, ah, it's going to get dark and I don't want to clean it in the dark and blah, 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 blah. Excuses. And it wasn't like a trophy and it wasn't the biggest buck I had shot in to date. And mm. it was only opening weekend. I'm like, I got more time to hunt. I'll watch him go through. Well, then I'd start looking and he gets closer and he's limping pretty hard. And his fucking back leg is like, flopping yeah I'm like yeah, shit yeah. someone shot at him and blew his fucking knee out or something his back yeah. like, now i have to sympathy sympathy shoot this goddamn deer so i'm like all right so i take my time and now i'm kind of going like opposite so i'm a righty yeah so i'm kind of going like to yeah. my right as well which is that's, a hard that's shot that's a tough shot and i'm in the stand and i have and a harness have on, on and i have a backpack on and he goes broadside and i go bang and now keep in mind not to be overly confident, but I haven't missed in a couple years. Yeah. Like, I'm a pretty good shot. I take clean shots. And he just stands there. And he looks at, like, looking around, like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I bolt it, and I shoot open sights as well. And now he, once I rack it, he starts moving. I'm like, all right, he's going slow. Just wait till he goes broadside again. Yeah. And he starts going up this hill. Uh. He gets broadside and he's going up a hill and he'll bang and he tips over backwards and kind of tumbles down the hill. Yeah. And then he laid still. I'm like, You're all done. right, yeah. Oof, got this. I'm like, geez. I'm like, what a trooper. I'm like, I can't believe I missed. Well, no sooner does that happen that around the corner on the trail, my uncle and my cousin come up on the, on the mule. Like, did you just see a buck come through? I'm like, yeah, I just shot him. He's laying right there. And he was, he was just laying there. I'm like, oh dumb shot from a really far away and he thinks he hit him but he didn't know i'm like yeah he blew his fucking back leg yeah i'm like he's right there like oh perfect and he was right by the trail well they pull up to the trail and this deer pops up and starts trying to run away again like no way no way so my uncle's like shoot him but shoot him in the neck 
I'm like, bro, I've missed twice. You want me to shoot open sight? And now he's 50 yards away. Right. You want me to shoot him in the neck? Good luck with that. He goes, well, I got a scope. And the, the deer is like, can barely walk. Yeah. I'm like, just shoot him yourself. And, yeah. and so he shot him and he killed him. I'm like, I, he, was, he was down. He was laying there right, for yeah. three to four minutes. I don't know what to tell you. Dude, this is what happened to that one I shot three years ago. Fucker came in. It was almost dusk. I'm sitting in the stand, and I'm getting ready to get down, and all of a sudden I hear this crunch, crunch. I'm looking around, and here he fucking walks. And he wasn't very, he was only like a six-pointer, but I was, at that point it was like, I want to say it was Friday after Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. You know, Season's getting late. Yeah, it's getting late, and he's walking through, and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking taking him. And he's broadside. But it's, it's, and it is dusk. It's right on the edge. Yeah. So I pull up on him, and I squeeze. And he fucking goes down. I'm like, fucking solid. So I sit there for a second. I'm watching him. There's still enough light. I can see him. Yeah. And I'm watching and watching. He's probably mm, 60 yards away. And, uh, and I see, his, see him poke his head up. Like, oh, motherfucker's still alive. Okay, so I'm watching him, watching him. He's like looking around. I'm like, now it's really starting to get dark. I've been watching him for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I pull up on him again, and I'm going to squeeze one right off of his head. So I fucking shoot. And, you know, when you shoot, there's a split second where you don't see everything that happens, right? It's like you see the bullet hit mm-hmm. the deer. And so I, I shoot, and, he, and his head disappears. It's like, oh, fuck it. I got him. Done. So I, I fucking shoulder my rifle unhook my safety on the on the stand turn around in the stand it's now it's fucking dark or not dark but i mean it's dark enough we're turning the headlamp on. season's over here i don't want to trip on a log or something so i'm i'm coming down the stairs and and coming down the stairs of this ladder stand is it's clanky Mm -hmm. it's noisy you know i get down to the bottom and i'm like I reoriented myself because if you're 15 feet in the air, everything looks different. Yep. And I'm looking like, okay, so that's where he was. So I start walking towards where he was, and he's not there. It's like, what? So I'm like, oh, I must have been at a different angle. I look back at the stand. I'm looking where I'm like, I'm pretty sure this (laughs) is where he was. So I'm looking and looking, and I, I found some blood. It's like, okay. So I start following the blood. Well, then my father-in-law comes up the hill on the four-wheeler. He's like, did you get one? I was like, yeah, I shot him. I said, but he's moving. It's like, okay. So he comes with me. He's got his flashlight. I got my headlamp. And we're following blood. Follow, 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 follow. And he's just kind of meandering. And then it just disappears. And now it's like really dark. It's like 45 minutes after I shot him. And I shot him at dusk. Mm -hmm. And it's like, motherfucker. And it wasn't cold, cold. I, th- I, said, I think I said I was cold, but what, I just never remember it. It was like in the 30s, 40s, yeah. you know? And so it's like, all right, well, we're, we walked around for another 20 minutes looking for this deer. We couldn't find it anywhere. So it's like, all right, first light, I'll be back here in the morning. So <clears throat> I was there well before first light. I was fucking pissed. So I walked back up there, and I'm standing on the knoll, and it's dark. And I'm just waiting for, for the first light. First light rolls in. Start walking around to find the blood trail again. 
walking and walking and lose it again. <clears throat> and then, uh, um, and I step over this fucking log and he's just sitting, laying right on the other side of this log. Yeah. And it was like, okay, here we go. Not a bad deer, good size, all that. But I, I hit him far enough back. Mm-hmm. And so when I popped him open, he was, yep. And it's like, oh, God fucking damn it. Wrecked the meat. Yep. It just fucking just cooked in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was so mad at myself. I was so mad. It, was, fuck, yeah. it suffered, you know, and it was just like, God damn it. I was pissed. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, you, you, if you're not a hunter, you do something like that once. And, you know, if you have a conscience, you feel bad. Yeah. You know, you try and be an ethical hunter and, and, and it just makes you, your heart break. There was one time, it was one of the first years I was hunting alone and there's a deer and I hunt kind of overlooking this ridge and a nice buck, 11 pointer, I think I shot him. I saw him drop, gave it a second. First time I was walking alone or hunting alone and I go up there and I look and he's not there. I'm like, fuck. I look and I didn't see any blood either. I'm like, no way I missed. I'm looking around and I look around and my, I'm like, shit, I missed. And I had so little self-confidence. And so I go back to my stand and I'm sitting there and I'm fucking pissed. And uh, my dad calls because he hunts right around the corner. He goes, hey, I heard you, you shoot. Did you get one? I'm like, I missed. He goes, well, are you sure? I'm like, I was up there. I didn't see blood. I, I, I didn't see it. And, and keeping in mind, like, I need to preface this. Like, I've been lucky enough where I've been a good enough shot where I've dropped deer. Mm-hmm. The deer I shoot historically don't run okay yeah um and they're not far i shoot open sight it's pretty dense woods it's 75 yards or in and 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 a historical level to this date that the deer i've shot drop like i i one shot kill and i feel blessed to do that and i'm and i'm proud to say that but that's that was my history to this point so like he's not up there i don't know well did you look like yes dad i fucking looked it was i'll be right up we'll look We'll look some more. Like, All right, fine. So he comes up. He goes, where? Where'd you shoot him? I pointed up there. And we go up there and he goes, and, he, and the deer wasn't there. And he goes, well, look at the ground. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at the fucking ground. There's no blood. And he goes, look for more than blood, dude. I'm like, okay. And he goes, look at right here. And there's a little bit of a slide. And he goes, it looks like he slid down that way. And I look down. And on the other side of the hill, there he laid. Really? Maybe 70 yards away. Yeah. He was still alive when he slid. But yeah, he was, and he was, and he, so he must have got up. He slid down, he got up, and then he basically buried himself in a bunch of brush. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, I can see him from right here, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like a piece of shit because I was willing to give up. Mm hmm. And there the deer lay that I just shot. And so that was a, it would, it's a it was a great deer and I'm I'm glad I got it, but that one is one of my least favorite hunts just based on the fact of how I reacted. Yeah, but you learned a lot from it. I certainly did. You can bet your ass I'm never gonna give up that easily. Yeah, there's there's a um there's something to that like when uh uh the first time I took Connor hunting, we were hunting uh, up in Hillsboro and we were hunting a field. 
and it was a field that had a lot of traffic, like cross traffic, going from one uh, bench of woods to another. And um, so there was this little kind of a hollow in the field. So Connor and I were laying in this hollow, and we were just scanning the top of the hay or the wheat or whatever. I think it was hay. Um, and the deer were, like, the top of the hay was about shoulder at a deer. Okay. So we're just scanning, you know, just watching because we've been crossing pretty regular. And this really nice buck came through. And, uh, and you could see his head and shoulders above the top of the, the grass, what the fuck it is. And I told Carter, I'm like, all right, this is your shot. You know, and he's, and he's like, can't do it. I'm like, I'm like, you can do it. It's okay. Just take a breath, you know. It's like, Dad, I really don't want to. He's like, he's like I'm not going to shoot the deer. He's like, if you, like, you want to shoot it, you should shoot it. It's like, I'm just, I don't want to right now. I'm like, okay. So I pulled up on it, and I was just shooting a, um, the fuck was it? It was a, a, is it a Sitka? Oh. Um, is it Sitka? Sitka, yeah. Sitka, is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Um, and it was, uh, um, trying to think of the caliber. It was like, it wasn't a two, maybe it's a 223. No. 243. 243. It was a 243. Um, and, uh, so I knew it was not a heavy caliber. Mm-hmm. So I shot it and it went down. Um, and we gave it a minute and then we, uh, we started walking towards it and it popped up. And it took off running, and, and the, like the edge of the field was 10 yards away. Sure. You know, so <clears throat> it was, in the, it was in, the, in the brush quick. Um, jumped over a fence, and it was like running. And so we could hear it like kind of crashing as it was running through the woods. And so Connor was like, we got to go. I'm like, hang on. Just give it a second. We push real hard on it. It's going to keep running real hard. If it's hurt. And it knows that we're not being followed. It's not being followed. Maybe it'll slow down and lay down again. <clears throat> so we heard it kind of crashing a little bit. And then we heard one loud crash. And then it was quiet. It's like, all right. So we gave it like 10 minutes. And then we found the blood easy because mm-hmm. it was bleeding good. Um, so we started following the blood. Followed and followed and up and up the hill and down the hill and through fucking briars and everything. And, and uh, one of the things that impressed me so much about Connor was that he was not going to give up on that deer. You know, and it's like, and I told him, I said, we will follow this blood until there's no blood, and we find the deer. That's it, you know. And so we followed him, followed him. We probably spent, God, at least a half an hour up mm-hmm. and down the side of this ridge following this blood trail. <clears throat> and then uh, <coughs> it kind of died out a little bit, and um, we lost it. And so then we, we ended up cresting the ridge and we were walking along the fence line because we could see the edge of the ridge from the fence line. So we're just kind of scanning <clears throat> up and down the ridge. And all of a sudden we heard the snap, snap, snap again. We jumped it and this thing took off running and, and we looked up and it jumped the road and it went into another thicket and I must have heard 15 shots. Mm. It was like there's this whole other group of hunters on, the other, on this next ridge over. And they just, 
fucking Swiss cheese, this yeah. motherfucker, you know? And it was just like, Connor's like, we got to go over there. I'm like, no, not now. It's like, that was 15 shots. Yeah. If they didn't kill it, it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Hey, and B, we don't want to be walking through that fucking military barrage. No. You know, and it's just like, and it was like, it's so fucking heartbreaking. You know, it's heartbreaking because we shot it and injured it. I shot it and injured it, and it wasn't a one shot, one kill. Um, and then we put all this time and energy into tracking this thing so we could, we could harvest it and put it out of its misery. Mm-hmm. And then we just kept, it just kept getting pushed into this other, I mean, hopefully it was dead. I don't, yeah, I I don't do. know. Yeah, yeah. That's my guess, but it is. It's like when you're hunting, you're taking on a, <laughs> a huge responsibility. You know, um, well, an ethical hunter is, yeah, at least. Well, yeah, I mean, I in my mind, all hunters are taking on a responsibility. How they how they view the responsibility differs. Yeah, you know, but it's like you're you're taking on a responsibility of 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 life, and not just the life of the animal, but any other animals or people or whatever might be within range of your bullet. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a uh, um, it's a big deal, and uh. uh those are the, I think those are the lessons that, like, those are the times that teach me more lessons about what kind of hunter I am and, uh, um, and how, like, where I can be better. Yeah. You know, so. Well. Good luck. Good luck, Kyle. <laughs> Way to end on that note. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I think it was like a, I don't know. I felt good about it. Either way, it's good I, luck all the hunters out there. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for taking, taking uh, I don't even want to call it a sport, but thanks, thanks for taking the responsibility seriously. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, go out there and get some. Yeah, have fun. Stay warm. Be safe. Good luck. Yeah, we know you're not going to stay warm unless you're in some fucking st- stand with a heater. It's the yeah, only way you're going to stay warm. Stand. I don't have that. Me neither. I'm going to be in a tree freezing my balls off. Yep, same. Hopefully it's not too windy, like I said before. Right. And hey, we'll be back next week, hopefully with a good... A couple good stories. A couple good stories and a couple some meat. Maybe we can line up a guest for next week. And some meat. We'll line up some meat for next week too. You got backstraps next week. That's you right, said. it's happening. If, if I can happen, if I get it, backstraps are going to be on the fucking table next week. Damn right. All Otherwise, right. it's going to be the week after with access back to your backstraps. That's right. That's right. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This was a long one. Yep. Much love. Until next time. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Bye. Love y'all. <laughs>